0: Another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era. Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode Criminalizing Descent, the Coronavirus Chokehold, and Elite Extraterrestrials. Why? Well, outside of a six year old girl getting arrested for a tamper tantrum, we decided to take a, take a little detour over there to China, see what's going on with the coronavirus outside of them snatching people, detaining people, rewarding individuals for, uh, reporting other individuals, we see what's going on. Is this epidemic really what they say it is, and what kind of implications does it have for society? We finish off the actual transmission talking about how the elites actually are extraterrestrials. Like, not in like a conspiratorial way, not like they're reptilians or anything like that, but because they're so disconnected from society and reality that we got aliens walking around amongst us, and that's not a good thing. No, it's really not. Yeah, really, really crazy episode. A few quick updates before we get the episode started with you good people. If you didn't listen to the episode that we did, the minicast we did earlier this week, you guys are missing out. We talked about the left-hand path on the second hand, on the second side, uh, but we talked about the upcoming collapse and other things that are going to set the stage for the crazy chaotic world we're seeing. Yeah, really, really powerful stuff. Um, and if you guys haven't caught on, we've really been pushing our exclusive members program. We're about five or ten people away from doing live shows every single Friday. So if you're interested, we we'll gonna be doing that and more with our exclusive members. If you're interested, check out the link in the description bar below. Support this operation. Vote with your dollars. Vote with your lifestyle. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 1005, season 10, episode 5. Let me tell you, I had a revelation this week. <laughs> I'm not a follower. I keep trying to find myself following these different clicas, these different groups, These different people and their their things that they're doing, but... Yeah, no. Part of me just can't help but think that... That's a different... That's a different type of gang. It's a different day and age, though. You see, gang. Ladies and gentlemen. It's not business as usual. The same way that we have all these marches and these protests. People think that they're causing change. Maybe in their own lives. For sure. But no... It's a different day and age. You see, (laughs) when I tell you that we're working on different movements, different things, social media is just one thing. Now we need to start talking about three-dimensional real-world action. Yes, shouting and trying to make our point heard is important, but also creating systems and infrastructures that back up our words with actions is also equally as important. You talk about this with Minds.com, Rightion, BitChute, alternative video streaming platforms because that is the way of the future. Vote well, with your dollars, vote well, with your lifestyle. But what happens if you want a lifestyle that maintains this level of freedom? You know, just at the end of last week's episode we talked about the splintering of humanity. But well, what would that look like for society to have this kind of splintering take effect take effect, you see? There's a lot of different things going on in the world. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there are people working on different projects, different operations, to try to get our viewpoints heard. While they may not be as uh, conspiratorial and as extreme as some of the things that we get into here, it's again to create those pro-human, renaissance-based infrastructures that I keep talking about. Yeah, it may not have my you know, my edge or my my, my, my twang to it. My colorful taste, but it still kind of has that same approach. But that's also why we, that's why, so, that's why it's also important too that we figure out ways to build up infrastructure such as our own. You know, this is also why you guys have seen me push exclusive members because we need to start being a force to reckon with. This is another thing I just, <laughs> this is part of that revelation I had earlier this week. I'm not a leader, I'm, not a, I'm a leader, not a follower. Yes, I appreciate all the people that we do work with, but at a certain level, what we're doing is it, it transcends these things. We're a gatherer of people. That's what this was created for, to be a platform for like-minded individuals to get their voices heard, to be the freedom faction. But as I sit up over here and I worry about myself and my own personal issues, that's all it is. Me worrying about personal issues and not worrying about the mission at hand, worrying about being a part of the Freedom Faction. Mobilizing, helping, being influential. Yeah, I guess we're all those things and more. It's strange. But it's not about how I feel. It's about how it makes other people feel. I was trying to figure out how to come into this episode. Talking about basically human hope, building infrastructures for, again, you know, reviving human c- culture and, being influential, all this other stuff. What I was trying to, well, well, let me just shoot you guys straight. I went for a hike with uh, one of our listeners and their two beautiful kids, and it was fantastic. And we're going to be getting in, we're going to be getting into uh, you know what they're doing to children today. And I couldn't help but think that this was this was this was this was beautiful. Not only the hike with the children. But God's creation, being able to experience life enjoy its beauty and to see the world or try to see the world through the child's eyes. We talked about how that uh, climate change extremist professor chick just last week was saying we need to exterminate humanity. We just need to stop procreating. And I thought, gosh, that's the most satanic thing I could ever think. And look at I, I look at the beauty and the divinity of children and how sacred they are and how this world, what we're leaving, what we're doing. Oh, my God, all it does is aggravate me and infuriate me to to, to, to the nth degree. And so that's why all I can really say is I'm proud to be a part of these different groups, these different infrastructures, these systems to help protect those children, my children, your children. It doesn't matter the future to still have some semblance of hope, dignity, standards, you know, what we care about, again, reviving human culture. And I say this because I, I, I guess I read the news too much or I pay attention to these, 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 these strange things of society so much that when I encounter actual God, whenever I encounter actual grace and beauty, I feel so wicked and dirty because I'm filled by the knowledge of all this babbling nonsense, this Babylon bullcrap. You know, the debates were just last the other day, just just uh, just yesterday. You know, and it's funny to see them eat their own. I keep saying that it's a clown show the whole time. Uh, but while this is a clown show, that's a representation of the country that nobody can ever get on uh, mutual ground. What I'm trying to, again, talk to you guys about is this pro-human renaissance-based future and how it's leading, the, letting the spirit guide you instead of politics. People become control freaks, disassociated from reality, unable to get their hands involved with the earth, slow down and pay attention to, uh, pay attention to things, slow down and smell the roses, really take the time to understand, like, again, God's will and so much more. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a, there's a spirit working, and we've been talking about it for so long that to see so many people afflicted by it and to be able to take time to actually see like the influence that we've made doing this type of work, you know, just the, the day and night, the stark, uh, the, the stark contrast is just so bewildering that I don't really know what to say these days, and that's kind of why I just stick more or less to the work and try to help people along the way. It's crazy being a hopeful and influential figure, not only in uh, your immediate life but around the world. And it is—it's not so much a burden, but it's a—it it's, is—it is a humbling blessing that I hope you all get to enjoy and experience, because that's what it's about: being able to light the spirit of others, liberating them, helping them find their truth. You know, and I think because again, I, I focus solely on getting the content out and doing this type of work that. When I take the time to smell the roses, uh, be appreciative of all, the good, all that the good Lord above has given me and those around me. And again, what we're going to be goo- doing here in the future, it just it, it, it seems unreal. Uh, and it also seems, again, just humbling. And so I want to thank you, the audience, for making this possible because you guys have been here for a long period of time. Um, now, clearly, that's why we're here, right? Because of the audience of <laughs> what we do, right? But you, you, you get what I'm saying. It's a humbling experience, and I can't say that enough. And we're going to be doing a lot more. And that's why it's important is because we're, we're, we're making ground way. We're making headway. I'll say that and I'll get into the topics or get into, you know, this episode. That was one of the questions we got this week on Instagram live. Uh, how do we get back into the winning mindset? How do we win like those before us? We recognize how we already have won. We recognize where we have achieved, where we've succeeded, where we've superseded problems that no longer thwart us. You see, I guess because I don't live in a world where I look for issues and problems that I am unable to uh, uh, overcome, I try to constantly live in that success, and then I recognize that the, 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 the perils I put in my own life is simply me. Yes, there are all these real existential crises and all these, ex- uh, all these other external issues going on, but you can do something about it in your own life. And that's what's important, is recognizing where you have won so that you can continue to win and inspire others. And like I said, gang, there's so much stuff happening in the background that if I told you on air, it would sound like I'm bragging, and I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to say that's all been made possible, not only because of the work that we've done here, your continued support, and as well as the exclusive members. This is why I'm trying to just really refine everything we're doing, because we are doing all these things and more. Uh, And it's because of your, again, your continued support. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting tired of being extremely mushy. Let's get into the content of what's actually going on. With that being said, let's start the show. So we're going to be starting this episode off essentially talking about criminalizing dissent. You know, a six-year-old girl was taken from school without a parent's consent, and held into a facility for hours, essentially for a temper tantrum, earlier this week. And I thought that needs to be brought to people's attention because this is the school-to-prison pipeline. This is what happens more often than not in American schools. That, and it's the police state on steroids. I mean, uh, what are we seriously talking about here when you have two police officers taking a little girl in the back of a car? six-year-old girl. You see... The other day, you know, I'm out on the town, and somehow I I, I end up having a conversation with this lady who works with children. And, you know, uh, I guess she's a counselor or a teacher of some kind, um, something, something, medical talk. I don't know how we got into talking about it, uh, but she was telling me how she works with some of these kids that are about this years, about this age. Uh, Sometimes they get diagnosed with ODD, and you, for people, long-time listeners who are unfamiliar with what that is, it's, uh, it's op- opposition-defiant disorder. And I thought that was kind of strange that they would even label it, uh, you know, people being able to be defiant, of oppos—be defiant, you know, stand up for themselves. So I thought that's crazy that they would classify that as some kind of disease. It's a real thing. You can look it up. Uh, and now they're actually diagnosing children with this disease, with opposition-defiant disorder. It's to where people who, who, who have questionable uh, who people who don't trust authority they're getting diagnosed with this children and so continuing on with the conversation to have with this lady they say that some of these kids are being given value, uh, other pharmaceuticals and other psychotropic drugs at the ages of around this age because they're 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 throwing temper tantrums I'm like so you're telling me having this conversation with this lady in public you're telling me that you guys are drugging children and you're having to take care of essentially drug kids. You have to ask them sometimes if they took their medication before they go out and go play recess. And she tells me again, you know, going into the details of it, that it's something about the pharmaceutical companies and how they dictate it to the insurance companies about the proper medications that the kids can take and then blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. And so my point behind telling you this story is that whenever we talk about, you know, active shooters or just, you know, kids that have these psycho these psychotic breaks or, you know, these kids who have been on Zoloft or some kind of, you know, again, some kind of psychotropic drug their entire life, that's not far-fetched. When I tell you that people are disassociated from reality, you know, there's not a lot going on upstairs, they've got the fluorides there, think again about how many different poisons are being thrown onto children already. Some of them deliberate, some of them accidental, uh, and some of them just kind of happenstance. So th- the point behind this is, again, the reason why I say, say all these things. Think about how many different poisons and how many different uh, things that are afflicting humanity to dumb us down, from the lead in the water, the arsenic, uh, you know, the, the fluoride, clearly, uh, the Zolaf that I just mentioned there, and so many different things. It's trying to dumb humanity down. That is the point. Uh, So let me get into this article and I'll play this quick video for you guys. This comes from the Free Thought Project. They put this up February 17th. It says six-year-old girl taken from school by police without parents' consent, held in a facility for 48 hours for a temper tantrum. It says Marina Falk received a horrifying call from school earlier this month in regard to her six-year-old daughter, Nadia. Officials from Love Grove Elementary School called Falk to tell her that police had taken her daughter because she had been acting out. Without her consent, authorities essentially kidnapped a six-year-old girl and held her in a facility for two days. Falk never received a call when her daughter acted out. Only after she was taken by police did she get the call. Well, I was alerted of an incident after she was Baker acted, Falk said. And so here, I'll just play the clip for you guys. This is uh, This is crazy. Oh, no sound.
1: The police calling the school because her teacher says the girl had become a danger to herself and others.
0: Thank you. Yeah, please
1: police car. You want to ride with me? Notice that. You're going to be good. You're not going to throw nothing around like you did in there already. You? You're going to be nice to me like you being Good deal body camera catching the uh, event the child was taken to a mental health facility for evaluation under a new law in the state aimed at addressing emotionally disturbing students but the girl's mother says the teacher and police overreacted and her daughter has nothing more than attention deficit hyperactivity disorder
2: an apology would be nice but it isn't going to fix the pain that i feel knowing that my daughter may have been provoked because their staff were
1: irritated or maybe had a bad day and didn't
3: want to deal with a special needs child. The family's attorney says the mother's angry after police removed her six-year-old
1: girl with special needs. The police calling
0: Wow. Six-year-old girl with special needs taken to a mental health facility. That's kind of crazy to me. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? Yeah, I'll continue on with this article, and then I'll 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 go in to explain what's what comes next after just going ahead and taking kids, and you know, I'll just go ahead and take them. I mean, this is if they don't go to drag queen story time, of course. If they have a normal temper tantrum for just wanting attention or not being able to communicate, because they were somehow able to survive the autism giving vaccines, heaven forbid they were to throw a temper tantrum to be able to effectively communicate because they weren't receiving attention. Let me continue on with this article. It says, When Falk called police to see where her daughter was, they told her there was nothing they could do. She said the officer told her, quote, There's nothing else we could do. Your daughter's completely out of control, and we were not able to de-escalate the situation. It's a six-year-old girl. According to the school, Nadia was alleged to have destroyed school property, attacked staff, and run out of school. She is six. Highlighting their reliance on the police state is the fact that this school is for mentally challenged children like Nadia. They are set up to teach children with mental disabilities, yet they couldn't find another way to handle this little girl other than having her Baker Acted. In Florida, the Baker Act is supposed to to confine truly mentally ill people who are dangerous. A six-year-old girl throwing a temper tantrum is hardly a danger to anyone. School officials apparently thought otherwise. Quote, when a student's behavior presents a risk of self-harm or harm to others, the school's district pr- procedure is to call Child Guidance, our crisis response provider, Duval County Public Schools said in a statement to ABC News. To so think about that, they were like, hey, we can't, <laughs> we can't figure out what to do with her. Go ahead and call the cops. Let's get this little girl Baker acted. Let's go ahead and get this little girl throw her up in, the, throw her up in jail. That's crazy. This is the very same school system out there in Florida, very same school system, ironically enough, out there in Florida where they're putting uh, school resource officers with assault rifles because of the Parkland shooting. So this is where this is where kids are going. This is why people are preferring to homeschool their kids. This is why kids are saying, hey, I'm just going to unschool my child Get the boy out of there. I'm going to teach them how to properly integrate into the real world because what you're doing is you're conditioning kids. You're putting assault rifles in, in schools. You're saying don't act out. School resource officers, kids getting choked up, tackled. It's crazy. So if you don't think the kids are going to grow up and have uh, anti-government or anti-police state views because of what you're already doing, traumatizing them as is, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, shucks, as a black man myself, having to have my parents tell me, hey, look, you know, when you get caught with your white friends hanging out, you know, don't act up because the cops will shoot you. You know, they look for a reason. (laughs) Sad truth. (laughs) And so, yeah, but uh, continuing on, the next point I want to get to, while we're talking about criminalizing dissent and and tyranny rising, right here, this next article comes from Signs of the Times. It says, outrage as Downing Street advisor backs eugenics. Mandatory birth control and drugging children. So it's already, you know, a thing with the whole pushing of cross-sex hormones. That was something we covered a lot last year. Children as young as ironically five, eight is what I remember the headline being. Children as young as eight years old being given cross-sex hormones. Now they're saying, you know what, this is a good idea. Let's give children birth control. (laughs) <laughs> Zolov, let's just let's let's just pacify the little buggers as soon as as soon as we can. Say, so, "Oh, your child, he acts out." "Oh, why can't little Johnny speak?" It's because since, you know, little Johnny came out the womb, you've been giving him pharmaceuticals that have inhibited its growth. You've you you've essentially poisoned the child before he could even develop. So don't get me started on the vaccines. I think that's the reason why I'm just kind of trying to characterize and just Joke about the lethal dangers that are surrounding simply our children alone. You see, this is why I worry. As a whole, this is why I worry. Let me get into this article says, barely over a government-rocking reshuffle, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's office have moved onto a fresh scandal, hiring an advisor who advocates eugenics, mandatory contraception, and giving children mind-altering drugs. Andrew Sabisky was one of the hires made by 10 Downing Street after Johnson's chief advisor, Dominic Cummings, made a high-profile call to, to stock the office with, quote, misfits and weirdos. Even the controversial Cummings might have gotten more than he bargained for as it emerged that 27-year-old Sabisky once called for a, quote, universal contraception program to stop the creation of, quote, premature permanent of a permanent underclass and also said that the benefits of brain boosting drugs, quote, were probably worth a dead kid. The revelations began when the Times uncovered an interview Sabisky gave to Schools Weekly in which he spoke in favor of giving children a dose of the cognitive enhancement drug modafinil. Quote, From a societal perspective, the benefits of giving everyone modafinil once a week week are probably worth a dead kid once a year, he said. The researcher who describes himself as a super forecaster also highlighted the positive of eugenics in the controversial interview. Quote, Eugenics, are about selecting four good things, he said. Intelligence is largely inherited, and it correlates with better outcomes, physical health, income, lower mental illnesses. Uh, there is no downside to having a high IQ except for short-sightedness. Further revelations came in the mail on Sunday, which reported that Sibisky also posted to a website run by Cummings, saying existing vaccination laws could pave the way for mandatory birth control. Quote, One way to gird around the problem of unplanned pregnancies creating a permanent underclass would be to legally enforce universal uptake of a long-term contraception program, long-term contraception at one at the onset of puberty. Vaccination laws give it a precedent, I would argue. He also tweeted that, quote, women's sport is more comparable to the Paralympics than it is to men. So, yeah, this is the guy that uh, Boris Johnson just hired saying these types of things, advocating for mind-altering drugs and mandatory contraceptions. So you know he's down for mandatory vaccines. He's probably down for the global health security agenda, saying, hey, you don't know your health. You can't take care of yourself. Let me take care of you. And if you don't let me take care of you, kill yourself because you don't care about Earth. This is what's going on in society. These are the people given power, lunatics and misfits, freaks because it's not about aptitude it's about diversity right they don't want to know whether or not you can do it they're trying to just say hey we're inclusive you see what did i just read other than dribble insanity is what i feel like i read modafinil so so it's not bad enough that they're already putting lead in the water fluoride in the water zoloft for kids you know Whatever, whatever kind of chemicals it is. It's a laundry list of chemicals that we're just like digesting on the regular. They need more. Because they understand they have to pacify the population in order to get their views across. It's a crazy thing about communism. Very, very crazy thing. But another crazy thing happened this week. Doctors for Assange came out, speaking of pharmaceuticals and being tortured and psychological damage doctors for Assange came out saying that he has essentially been tortured to death effectively been tortured for death they're concerned about him because he's been locked up for quite some time now everybody's forgot about him all of his information I mean Donald Trump with with WikiLeaks and all Donald Trump's over there pardoning everybody he actually said hey whoever's got Hillary Clinton's emails release them." boom he released him what happened Julian Assange goes to jail and nobody talks about him so don't worry we'll get back to the psychological trauma that they're giving to kids and stuff like that here in the future because it is actually a very very real thing uh, but, but to speak in about modern-day heroes and I know some people will say it's all just controlled opposition there's Illuminati card game people behind that this that and the third regardless it's upon these people just like with Phil Schneider you know, Bill Cooper, all these other people that we stand on their shoulders with their work that they've done. This is how we have access to this information. So regardless of how you feel about him, this is essentially a prisoner of war, a political prisoner, somebody who is still locked away for sharing information, whistleblowing, trying to, try, trying to do their part, and act as a haven for everybody else to bring information. So I'm going to play for you guys this real quick clip, and then we'll get into this article. But it says right here, comes from Sons of Liberty Media. It's by Tim Brown. They put this up February 18th. It says, quote, doctors for Assange are concerned he may die in prison because he's been effectively tortured to death. Let's take a listen.
2: 117 physicians from 18 countries demanded Julian Assange's alleged torture to end before it becomes too late. The WikiLeaks publisher faces up to 175 years in US prison and many feel that his degrading condition might stop him from actively participating in his trials. Experts suggest that the WikiLeaks publisher is facing acute torture in the UK prison and needs immediate medical attention. An eminent medical journal, The Lancet, published a letter from 117 physicians and psychologists from across the world demanding an end to the psychological torture of Assange. The letter also indicates that the expert medical opinions have been consistently ignored in assange's case u.n medical expert niels melzer who specializes in assessing torture victims said that he will submit a report on assange's psychological torture to the u.n by the end of february a 117 physicians
0: i'd say torture is appropriate you know they're keeping him up at all kinds of strange hours they're not feeding him they're not letting him out of outside contact you know, it's, it's a, it, it truly is sad to see the world kind of go on and forget about this like Rockstar. You know, I know we forget about all these crazy events. We'll get into the coronavirus and stuff like that next. But I mean, w- w- what happens? You know, people are more worried about Kobe Bryant, uh, this, this latest rapper that died because of a home invasion. You know, but people don't care about these people right here. That's what's crazy to me. Let me get into this article. It says WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange continues to be abused in prison in the United Kingdom. Meanwhile, the Trump administration continues to seek his extradition to the U.S. to prosecute him, even though he was the one who exposed the corruption of the U.S. government. Yet more than 100 doctors are urging the U.K. to stop the, quote, psychological torture of Julian Assange. RT reports that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange may die in a U.K. prison, having, quote, effectively been tortured to death. Claims doctors, doctors for Assange, a group of 117 doctors from 18 countries in a recent letter published in The Lancet, a leading medical journey journal. The letter letter says that Assange requires urgent medical care and has been exposed to, quote, prolonged psychological torture. The group once again asks for him to be moved to a university teaching hospital for medical assessment and treatment. WikiLeaks editor-in-chief Kristen Rafnsson, on the other hand, has claimed that Assange's health is improving and he is no longer being held in solitary confinement. Rafnsson spoke to the journalists ahead of the next court next week's court hearing on the U.S. extradition request. Assange's health has been worrying his supporters for a while now. Nils Melzer, a UN special rep- rapporteur on torture, reporter on torture, visited Assange in prison in May of 19. 19- in May of 2019 and reported that the journalist showed, quote, all the, symptoms and all the symptoms typical of prolonged exposure to psychological torture. By that point, Assange spent seven years in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, living in a converted office under constant surveillance before being detained in Belmarsh Maximum Security Prison. Soon after Melzer's visit, the public saw Assange at his case management hearing on October 21st, 2019. Quote, doctors for Assange say that he appeared pale, underweight, aged and limping and had visibly struggled to recall basic information, focus on his thoughts or articulate his words. By the end of the proceedings, the journalist told the judge, quote, he had not understood what had happened in the court. And this is why they say that they want to get him out because he's being tortured to death, kept up at all kinds of strange hours, not being fed, doesn't know where he is. They don't know what's going on. But of course, because that's the point, keep your enemy distracted, disoriented. Trump's over here doing all these things. But on the flip side, and this is some I'm not sure if this is a backhanded slap or if this is a good thing, but to bring attention to. Some of these unsung heroes. We also have this article from Activist Post. They put this up February 18th. It says, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and Chelsea Manning are all being nominated for 2020 Nobel Peace Prizes. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I get it. I get it. It's Edward, it's Edward Snowden. You know, it's Chelsea Manning. I get it. But this is still a good thing because these are still people bringing attention not only to the surveillance grid, to the corruption within the the countries, various other countries, governments and things like this and more. It's important that we still highlight these people however you feel about them. These are still people who are knocking down doors and asking the right kind of questions so we can do these types of things, so we can have the availability of all this information because, believe it or not, they're clamping down because of these types of individuals this is why censorship is here this is why people get shadow banned this is why people get memory hold and black hold because they don't want you to remember where these type of things start let's get in this article a little bit and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into more information about the concept of criminalizing dissent uh, it says if two whistleblowers it says, two whistleblowers, Chelsea Manning and Edward Snowden, were nominated alongside WikiLeaks journalist and former editor-in-chief Julian Assange for Nobel Peace Prize of 2020 by 17 members of a German parliamentary group. Zach Nastick Nastic writes that, I am one of the total of 17 members of a parliamentary group who have nominated Julian Assange, Chelsea Manning, and Edward Snowden for the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize. These brave people should not be criminalized, but should be recognized and honored. The war criminals and their henchmen must be held accountable. We feel that Assange, Manning, and Snowden have to be recognized for their unprecedented contributions to the pursuit of peace and their immense personal sacrifices to promote peace for all with the unveiling of U.S. war crimes in Afghanistan and Iraq and the global surveillance program of the U.S. Secret Services, the three have exposed the architecture of war strengthened by the architecture of peace. The full letter was published on the Courage Foundation's website. And you guys can read it there. But they're basically trying to give the proper accreditation, because I can't get into it all, but they're giving proper accreditation to the works of people like Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and Chelsea Manning. Saying that, regardless of whatever's going, whatever's happening to them now, however you feel, these people have exposed a very, very corrupt system that has had too much power for too long, and we need to do something about it. The very fact that these people are detained, you know, Edward Snowden can't even come back, and I get it. Some people say Edward Snowden's a created puppet, you know, that he's there to counter people. I I, I understand. It's the idea that we're asking these types of questions in the first place, that we're raising awareness about it. I'll tell you where the next whistleblower is going to come from, because we're already starting to see a whole, when I tell you that there's a whole new ballgame, and I don't want to say rest in peace to Julian Assange or Edward Snowden or any of these type of people. I don't want to wish that on them. That's a curse. We want to wish them a long, happy life. They gave up everything so some people could have something. But we can already see a whole different ballgame, a whole new playing field, a whole new landscape, a battlescape shaping out in front of us. You see, these people, Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, and Julian Assange, they help with the global exposition of corruption, right? They they help explain the global surveillance grid, geospatial intelligence, that stuff that, you know, we'll talk later in the future about. In the third segment, but they help expose what's going on—the corruption, the the five eyes. You see, the countries in the background. I think what what are the five eyes? It's like America, Russia. It's America, the UK, Australia. I think Russia and Europe. But um, it's five different countries that have access to that much different intelligence. Five different intelligence, different groups, networks that uh, all share information and edward Snowden helped uh, bring that to awareness and again julian assange uh helped bring awareness to to a lot of different things gosh so many different uh exposés from pizzagate to gary mckinnon you know to exposing iraq wars so many different things and that's wh- that's why it's crazy because you would think that people like anonymous would step in you would think that different groups or different organizations or just people could step in and help uh Help pardon this man, but, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's, he's going through the ringer. And so that's why you have people raising awareness about all these issues. And so regardless of how you feel, these people are exposing this to the rest of the world. They're revealing this hidden corruption that's been there. So people have a conscious decision to make. Do they stay with it? Or do they do something about it? But that's, that's in our past. That's, that's still something that we have to deal with today, even though that is in our past. A new landscape, though, it's domestic the domestic landscape, the civil war. Yeah, we're talking uh, They they expose what's going on with globalism for sure. These days we're having a nationalism debate. What's going on inside of our own borders? You see. The world that we're living in is getting increasingly crazy. And so I do want to give Julian Assange, Chelsea Manning, and Edward Snowden their appropriate credit for, for, for being the heroes that they are. Uh, But as I said before, the new landscape that I see taking shape before us today is just that, the landscape domestically. And what I mean by that is things like this. This next article comes from the Judge Report feed. They put this up February 14th. It says that Border Patrol will deploy elite tactical agents to sanctuary cities. And we've spoken about this before, strangely enough, how there actually are ICE agents deployed out there. And I think what I worry about with these elite tactical agents Are just military people, agents snatching and grabbing people, like they're the secret police. There was an article by the Free Thought Project uh, just a couple weeks back about how in New York they're uh, not not New York. I forget what state it was, but they're 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 enforcing the stop and frisk rule. So think about how authoritarian this is. Think think about how tyrannical this is. And I get it. You'll have the argument, oh, they're illegal, EJ. And I won't say, oh, nobody's illegal on stolen on so land. I won't say that. What I'm trying to say is the, the civility factor of all of this is going right out the window. We're having to get used to authoritarian and police-style tactics, the same way that that six-year-old girl had to get used to being taken to prison for having a temper tantrum. You see how this is, just, how the Overton window is just being pushed for us to just gradually accept authoritarian and tyrannical moves? That's what I have an issue with. And I get it. We're having an immigration invasion, things like this. Say it however you want. But my problem is, again, the civility factor. People aren't coming here to be treated like criminals. They're coming here because they've been criminalized as it is, victimized already. They come here to feel like a human being. And when we do these types of things, we lose that moral high ground. Let's get into this article. It says, the Trump administration is deploying law law enforcement tactical units from the southern border as part of a supercharged arrest operation in sanctuary cities across the country, an escalation in the president's battle against localities that refuse to participate in immigration enforcement. The specially trained officers are being sent to cities including Chicago and New York to boost the enforcement enforcement power of local ICE officers, according to the two officials who are familiar with the secret operation. According to agents, Uh, Additional agents are expected to be sent to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Houston, New Orleans, Detroit, and Newark, New Jersey. The move reflects President Trump's persistence in cracking down on sanctuary cities, localities that have refused to cooperate in handing over immigrants targeted for deportation to federal authorities. It comes soon after the the Justice Department and the Department of Homeland Security announced a series of measures that will affect both American citizens and immigrants living in those places. Lawrence Payne, a spokesperson for the Customs and Border Protection confirmed the agency was deploying 100 officers to work with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which conducts arrests in the interior of the country. Quote, "In order to enhance the integrity of the immigration system, protect public safety, and strengthen our national security." The deployment of teams, the deployment of the teams will run from February through May, according to an email sent to the Customs and Border Protection personnel which was read to the New York Times by one official familiar with the planning. Among the agents being deployed to sanctuary cities are members from the elite tactical unit known as BORTAC, which essentially acts as the SWAT team for the border patrol. So think about that. swatting people. So we put that up. What? February 14th. And I just kind of just want to mention this real quick because this is like how, how crazy all this stuff works. You know, uh, just, just the other day, we put that up February 14th, and just the other day, you have ICE agents that have arrested a mother while she's dropping her child off at preschool in Philadelphia. So those are those elite tactical agents. So like, Oh, yeah, go ahead, get those legals, man. No, well, see, you're traumatizing the hell out of children. And you're dehumanizing the mother. You see, there's got to be an easier way to get people... Into this, in, in, integrate them into the society, and I don't mean like go into New York where you get them like fake driver's license and things like this. There has to be a pathway for citizenship because this, this is this this this, this, is, this is this is the kind of shit that, that, that is dehumanizing. You see, that's what I mean. The war definitely is at home, but whenever we do these types of things, we lose our moral standing. I just want to I just want to read a little bit of this, and then I'll get into uh, the final argument about how the uh, Virginia Senate dropped the House bill because, again, the war is at home. Uh, but it says the, uh, this comes from Emma Fialia. They put this up February 18th, literally four days after we had talked about, uh, four days after the I said that they were going to deploy those tactical units. It comes from the mines unleashed. It says the agents involved could have handled it much better. Last week, U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement agents took a Philadelphia woman into custody. The woman was dropping off her child at Eliza B. Kirkbride Elementary School in South Philadelphia at the time of her arrest. She was released on the same day. As a result of the arrest, the fact that it took place at a school district of Philadelphia school has led the district to question the current protocols regarding requests and visits from ICE agents. According to the superintendent, William Height, the school district of Philadelphia has been working on protocols to prevent ICE from targeting parents who were either dropping off or picking up their children from school. And as a result, school officials were surprised by the result, by the arrest last week. Height said, quote, a mother dropped off her child off to the Head Start program and then, as we understood, was taken into custody by ICE, but later released. We've been working with the city to ensure that there are no efforts to concentrate around schools at the opening and closings of schools. The Kirkbride Elementary School principal called school district staff after the arrest. Hyde explained, quote, we're making sure that all of our school staff have the information they need in terms of what they do when an individual comes into schools, what they can do and cannot do, what they can and cannot share. Hyde emphasized the privacy policies in place at school district of Philadelphia schools. Quote, children do not have to give us proof of birth or proof of citizenship. We educate all children and schools and must remain a safe place where families and children can come. According to the the American Immigration Council, 4.1 million U.S. children under 18 live with at least one undocumented parent, 5.9 million U.S. citizen children under 18 live with an undocumented family member, and around half a million U.S. children experience the apprehension, detention, and deportation of at least one of their parents over the course of the two years. So while we're sitting over here watching people get disappeared in China, what about the families in cages, the kids in cages? You see, this is a very real epidemic. So when I say that they're criminalizing dissent, the tyranny is rising, these things are taking place, these are the type of examples I'm using. This isn't the America that a lot of people are familiar with. This is in a, authoritarian, a very, very authoritarian America. This is not the America that they were sold on. This is the America that they will now begin to fear. You see. And so whenever you have a fearful and tyrannical America that doesn't necessarily inspire dreams and inspires fear, <laughs> that's going to make people want to fight back and rebel and liberate the country, help people, you know, that's why you have people saying go around punching Nazi because of the perception battle that's going on right now. People want to actually have freedom because of how crazy things are. But that discussion of freedom isn't really being talked about. It's being, it's, it's being distorted and manipulated. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things going on uh, with the country, with politics, with society. And if there was a different switch or a different understanding or at least just a switch in our perception to how we go about this, we wouldn't have as many problems as we do. But because, again, we don't reintegrate these people, we don't treat them resp- with respect, we don't have a, civ- a civil nature to these things, It's getting bad out there. And so it's fomenting all this kind of chaos, this ambiguous ambiguous, indirect rage, and people are going to want to let that off somewhere, which brings me to my next and final article for this segment, which is some relatively good news, and I hope it kind of ends here, but you have the Virginia assault ban's weapon killed in the Senate when four Democrats joined Republicans in voting against it. That's right. So even though they, so even though it passed in the House, right? They went ahead and they pushed for Those bills, they passed it. It went down to the Senate, got shot down. Boom. Pun intended. <laughs> it was shot down. The gun bill, the assault weapons ban was shot down let's get in this article it's by daisy luther from the organic prepper they put this up february 17th it says the worst of the numerous anti-gun legislations in virginia the so-called anti-weapons ban was shot down this morning by the senate judiciary committee killing any chance of that bill becoming law this year the alarming wording of hb 961 says that prohibiting any sales it talks about basically criminalizing your ability to have it have access to it trade it so many different things it was shot down it's pretty unsettling Uh, it says the most recent election saw Virginia turn blue through rezoning and a whole lot of money donated by one by none other none other than presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg it's so blatant that even Washington Examiner referred to this as Bloomberg's gun ban Virginians protested the outrageous spate of laws by a variety of means turning nearly the entire state into Second Amendment sanctuaries municipality by municipality with other, with one country or with one county, going so far as to form an official militia to preserve gun rights, tens of thousands of gun owners showed up to protest at the Capitol, Capitol on Lobby Day. A protest that was overwhelmingly peaceful, despite the governor's attempt to paint the protesters as violent white supremacists. Initially, it looked like the efforts would fail when the House blatantly ignored the protest and advanced nine more anti-gun bills the very same week. Several Democrats voted to the table. Fortunately, the Senate Judiciary Committee chose chose the wiser course of the action against the most insidious of the bills, voting down HB 961 with a 10-5 to vote. Lawmakers voted to the table bill Monday with little debate while noting that that there was confusion over what type of guns would constitute as an assault weapon. Quote, there's obviously a lot of questions about this definition in this bill. Definitions do matter, said Democratic Senator Craig Deeds. Uh, The Senate has now rejected three of the governor's eight gun control measures. Moderate Democrats have already voted with the Republicans to kill a bill that would make it a felony to, quote, recklessly leave a loaded, unsecured firearm in a way that endangers a minor and a bill that would require gun owners to report the loss or theft of a gun to police. So basically what they're saying is it was shot down, pun intended, because they want to criminalize the very idea of you protecting yourself. They want to turn you into a criminal. They want to make you the bad guy. Heaven forbid you want to protect yourself and you don't want to call the cops and roll those dice and hopefully not get shot in the face. Heaven forbid you don't want to trust the state to take care of everything. Heaven forbid you want to take care of yourself. You don't call the cops. You don't dial 911. So you're not in a situation to where you can. My point is this. We're living in a world that is becoming increasingly more crazy. And the very idea that of you standing up for yourself, defending yourself, taking your own health back, that is seen as a revolutionary act. In a world that's advocating victimology, helplessness, like I said before, learned helplessness, uh, ignorance, laziness, foolishness, mindlessness, all of these different things, the very idea of putting your foot down, taking care of yourself, heaven forbid you want to take care of your neighbors eventually too, and any other anybody else that comes from there, the idea of that in this kind of crazy totalitarian society, it sounds wild. And that's why as we go deeper into this uh, inverted world, again, the idea of taking care of yourself is going to sound crazy. Having hope, having compassion, having reason, having logic. That's going to seem crazy. Because the world is going to get crazy and they want you to be crazy with it. That's why they want to criminalize dissent. Now, get rid of this so that the idea of you protecting yourself, protecting others, well, that's an archaic deal. That's an archaic concept. No, it's not. What's archaic is this, uh, is this idea of just living life laissez-faire, as if there's nothing wrong with the world. That's archaic and that's dangerous. But I'll tell you what else is dangerous being put inside of a global chokehold by a single virus. What's going to happen is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into updates about the coronavirus. The U.S. military initiating a global plan for pandemics. That cruise ship, the Diamond Court, the Diamond Princess. Two people apparently died aboard it, as well as a news blitz. A few different news blitz where I just fly through a whole bunch of different articles. Painting a picture to you about the lethality surrounding this coronavirus, we're going to begin to this this and more. Senator Tom Cotton saying that China is refusing to hand over evidence about the Wuhan biolab and more. We're going to begin to the coronavirus chokehold on the other side, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and I'll be right back right after this.
3: The bitch
0: back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate you sticking around. I really do. You know, we are, I think, um, we're like five or so members away from having a exclusive members show, like every Friday, which I feel like is kind of cool, because now I have a uh, I think what I'll end up doing is I'll do every other Tuesday for exclusive for for, for the public Instagram show. And I'll just switch to doing every show Friday for exclusive members uh, where we either take calls or we take uh, listener uh, join-ins or we do like group discussions, whatever it is that they want to talk about at that time. Or if we continue from the other week, it is cool whenever people stick around. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, And whenever we do these things, building up this network – Um, having these kind of discussions, doing all this stuff. It is kind of cool to me. I'm not going to lie. Not even kind of. It is the cat's meow. It is the cat's meow. It's like primo milk, bruh. It is like, it's better than skim milk and it's better than like almond milk, my dude. It is the cat's meow, like caviar. You get what I'm saying? It's like the caviar of Freedom Faction, like Freedom faction ER okay, I'm done but you get what I'm saying um, because I try to do I try to put out quality content to you guys as consistent as I can uh, and it's just kind of crazy now working with an even tighter group a smaller network of people who actually like want to know and so if you want to join that join us uh, go to patreon.com com forward slash freedom faction join us we have tiers that start at a dollar uh, four ninety nine all the way up to thirty five dollars and the idea is to give you guys you know, the, uh, the intro music that you hear, the awesome epic intros and outros, uh, discount codes, uh, better quality sounding episodes, ad free episodes, so many different things, group access to group discussions. Um, and I do this because this is what I want to do. I want to provide you guys again with that comprehensive view of what's going on, but at the same time, let you know you're in reach of somebody that, that, that wants to work with you. Because when I tell you that it's not business as usual, that these days that we're going into are going to be increasingly different, uh, that we have to do this, not only out of necessity, but because like it, it, because it's it's what we have to do. I don't know. I guess it is because out of necessity, in order for us to make even more of those pro-human Renaissance-based future uh, Renaissance-based futures that I had to talk about at the start with you guys, we have to do these things now. The fact that we have this plethora of information, this wealth of knowledge. Uh, all these different, uh, these affiliates and these associates, forward slash colleagues and so much more, they need to be utilized. And so we have to start now. We have to build that network. We have to build the Freedom Faction. And so I guess this is my way of saying, join our Patreon exclusive program. Help us, help you, help us fight this. Vote with your dollars. Vote with your lifestyle. Didn't mean to do that plug, but that's my way of saying I actually do care about you guys. Uh, what we do here, it is a labor of love. That's why I don't consider it work at all. But speaking of work, there are people working tirelessly to uphold us, tirelessly to arrest us, tirelessly to cripple us. You know, I'm going to play for you. I'm going to read an, an article from you guys uh, because I was just going over it a few I was going over it. I was thinking, putting the episode together, you know, and just something told me, talk about this. What are you trying to talk about, EJ? I'm trying to talk about Elon Musk predicting that civilization may collapse by 2050. I'm not getting into this full article, but I want to read a little bit of it and then play the clip for you guys where you hear from himself. But the reason I'm saying this at the start of the coronavirus is because towards the end of last year. He said this during June of 2019, so mid-2019. Towards the end of 2019, we heard a lot of calls uh, for the population, just outright kill them all. Too many humans, bye-bye. That's what they told us. This year, we're starting the year off with coronavirus, lethal viruses and things of this nature, diseases, superbugs, flu seasons and the like, things of this nature. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say you can see it's almost like an orchestra or almost like a a dance of the devil to where they're kicking kicking these things off. 2020 happens. They're like, "Okay, let's kick off the bioweapons. We'll get into the the locust plagues here shortly. Uh, then we'll have extreme droughts, floods, food shortages, animal die-offs. It's the it's it, it's it's the the it's the apocalypse. It's the end of times, so to speak. And so it's like some weird seal or some weird trigger has happened and so these people are somewhat preparing for this but here i digress let me get back into let me let me get this article uh we're reading this it comes from ancientcode.com i'll put the link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out it's by it's by the it admin they put this up back in uh, june it says elon musk predicts that the civilization may collapse by 2050 and the reasons may surprise you as Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, and we'll talk about him in the third segment as well, is very worried about, the future holds, or what, the, about what the future holds for mankind. And he says a coming, quote, population bomb may, we, may well lead to the collapse of a civilization by the year 2050. So Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and Agenda 2050. Late last week, Musk ran across a tweet suggesting that the current world population of 7.7 billion people will grow to 9.3 billion over the next 30 years. In response, Musk noted that the danger facing us is an overpopulation, arguing that an aging world population and reduced birth rates are the real threat. This isn't the first time that Musk has sounded the alarm regarding what the future holds for us. In 2017, he read an article in The New Scientist that prompted him to speak out about the topic. The article, according to Futurism, presented a dystopian view of what might happen as the world's population ages. Quote, The article argues that the decreasing fertility rates are indicative of the world's population slowly imploding rather than exponentially rising, a trend that will continue until we reach some form of crisis points. As it stands, half of the world's countries have fallen below the replacement rate for developed nations, which is, on average, two children per woman. If this trend continues, countries like Germany and Italy will see their populations decrease by half over the next 60 years. Musk made it clear that he, too, wasn't exactly bullish on what awaits mankind. He discussed the issue with CNN. Musk also warned that artificial intelligence is a very real threat to human existence, a vanity fair reported in April of 2017. And I just want to play real quick for you guys the video, uh, because what you have to understand with Elon Musk and a lot of these other wizards with their predictive programming the same way that he's saying, watch out for AI, it's going to take you over here, take my brain chip, it'll save you. You have to watch out for what these people say because they speak, with, they speak like snakes with four tongues, so you gotta, you got you to gotta be careful what they say. So why would they be playing for a civilization-wide collapse? Sterilizing children, scrambling their, their, their hormones, toxifying the environment, birth strikers... Uh, what did Bernie say, what did Bernie say? Abortions for climate change, you know? Kill yourself for climate change. Cannibalism for climate change. <laughs> you, you know, these are the things that would make a civilization collapse. And we've talked about it time and time again, uh, how the, the, the regeneration versus the degeneration, uh, the replacement rates, the great replacement agenda, all these different things. So I want to start this segment off. Before we get into the coronavirus, speaking about these things, because, again, it's like some weird satanic orchestra, but here, let me play for you guys this quick video, and we'll get into the coronavirus afterwards. Maybe? Yeah? Okay. Okay if we can't get this video up for you guys, we may just have to uh, go ahead and scrap that idea. But it was just Elon Musk uh, speaking himself directly about, you know, the population implosion. And I remember reporting on it at the time. Uh, But I think it's, again, important to highlight these type of things. Because, again, when these wizards say these things, they're trying to let you know what the plan is. They're predicting that civilization is going to collapse. People aren't going to have kids. Uh, that the world's going to be kind of toxified from their actions, and so they want to come through acting as the saviors, posing as the saviors, completely distracting you from the actual problem itself. So I don't think that video is going to load. That's okay. We'll get into uh, other forms of predicting programming to really let you know how all this stuff works. Uh, and what I mean by that is this 1981 Dean Koontz novel, the Eyes of Darkness, that talks about a coronavirus <laughs> predicting a Chinese coronavirus outbreak, and it even named a lab in Wuhan as the starting point. Very, very crazy. It says author Dean Koontz eerily really predicted the Chinese Wuhan coronavirus outbreak in his 1981 thriller, The Eyes of Darkness. Well, the chances, you may ask, of a thriller author like Dean Koontz writing a, bi- a book 39 years ago predicting a killer coronavirus before you answer that add to the question what are the chances of also correctly calling it out and not just starting in china but in the chinese city of wuhan in a lab so just keep all this stuff in mind when we're talking about event 201 china buying by uh, buying weaponized diseases from america from harvard scientists <laughs> just keep that type of stuff in mind Remember, that was something that we reported on a few weeks ago, too, that hardly got any attention. They're completely swiping that up underneath the the rug. Don't talk about this shady scientist, this Harvard scientist. Don't talk about this guy selling material, biological material to Chinese uh, uh, officials, Chinese nationals. Don't you talk about that. At all. Don't talk about uh, Aldrich Ames. That's right, Harvard chemistry chair and two Chinese nationals arrested for lying about China ties and smuggling, quote, biological material. Don't you talk about this guy. Don't you talk about uh, the, the, the Dean Kuntz 1981 novel predicting these type of things. Don't talk about how it's all going on. You see how that works? You see how that works? So now that the stage has been set, let's get into uh what's actually going on. Let's get into how dangerous some of this stuff is and what's 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 really happening because this is kind of crazy. Um I just had to set this up to say that this is really planned. Event 201 was planned. All these things that are going on, they're part of a schedule. I told you, just last, towards the end of last year, these people openly came out and said, hey, look, we want to kill as many different people as possible to save the earth. We talked about that just last week uh, in relation to the Wuhan virus, that uh, President Xi Jinping said China will act, China's economy will grow from this disease. You've got to think about the, the mindset. Of these people, but here let me get into this article. Uh, it comes from Tyler. It comes from Zero Hedge. They put this up February 17th. It says Senator Cotton: China is refusing to hand over evidence about the Wuhan bio lab. It says Senator Tom Cotton says that China is refusing to hand over evidence concerning the biosafety level four research lab in Wuhan, despite a new report from biological scientists at the South China University of Technology saying it may have been the source of the coronavirus outbreak. We'll we'll play a few clips for you guys here later on where scientists are saying that, indeed, it did come from China. Continuing on, it says during an appearance on Fox News, Cotton told Maria Bartiromo, that new evidence confirmed that the source of the virus was not the meat market in Wuhan. Quote, here's what we do know. The virus did not originate in the Wuhan animal market, said Cotton. Epidemiologists who are widely respected from China published a study in the international journal Lancet have demonstrated that several of the original cases did not have any contact with the food market. The virus went into that food market before it came out of that food market. We played the clip for you, so we don't know, so we don't know where it originated. We played that clip for you guys. We also know that only a few miles away from that market is China's only biosafety level 4 super laboratory that researches human infectious diseases. Cotton said that China's duplicity and dishonesty meant that the questions needed to be asked about the lab, but that China, quote, right now is not giving any evidence on that question at all and Beijing was being, quote, very secretive on what happens at the lab. Yeah, they're really trying to let people, they're really not letting people know about this. They don't want people to know because it is an epidemic. <laughs> there's 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 so much evidence pointing to the fact that, like I said before, that they bought this from America, they weaponized it, it blew up in their face, that they don't want to say, hey, we were actually developing this for you, or, and it's 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 kind of it's 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 blowing up on us and so that's why in response you have things like this the u.s military initiating a plan a global campaign plan for a pandemic trying to react to the fact that look you're you're dealing with people who are developing race-specific bioweapons to try to knock out specific sets of the population You have the army over here developing uniforms that destroy bioweapons in minutes. You have them saying, hey, look, we need to be prepared for these these, these type of things that are happening because we're entering into a new type of warfare. It's not just going to be bang, bang, shoot them up, you're dead. And we've talked about this before on Instagram Live and on various shows as well, the evolution of warfare. We are now in the biological warfare stages. So when I say the coronavirus chokehold, well, you can have business still, even if you're doing trade with your enemies, on the surface. This is that behind-the-scenes shady stuff that kind of blew up in everybody's faces. And this is that black swan event that we talked about last week. That's why everybody's being ch- put in this chokehold, because it's much more dangerous. Again, remember that last week we talked about the Pentagon building 11 coronavirus quarantine camps near, near major airports on military bases. This is becoming a literal epidemic. You see, you have them deploying troops, medical troops to handle all this. It's becoming an epidemic. They're trying hard to keep this underneath, to keep this, you know, under wraps. People are freaking out, that's for sure. They're doing their best to keep this controlled, but people understand that this is an epidemic. I'll tell you guys this and this is why I have to again point you guys in the direction of our website and our my Patriot Supply affiliate I think it's crazy because we've been affiliates with them for a while, but we we're we're, we're just now car- we're pushing them because of this. It's crazy. What I'm trying to tell you is we're getting sales, and it's crazy how much is going on. They're going to begin to raise prices because everybody else is getting sold out. They're not selling to FEMA. They're not selling to corporations. They're not selling to government. They're trying to get power to the to the civilians. it it, it, it is an epidemic. I'm beginning to ask the question, what does the military know? What do the cops know? What do the banks know? What do the corporations know that we don't know? We we we've seen that the 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 quarantine time has gone from fourteen days to twenty eight days. The friend that I had that was in quarantine has now been released, but that was underneath the fourteen day time period. So now I'm thinking, well, is this person going around infecting other people? And I'm just I'm just asking the same kind of questions you guys are. That's that's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying, and so this is what's going on. We're all experiencing this together. Nobody's really kind of safe from it, and that's why again we're seeing a not necessarily a a a a fault in government, but we're just seeing how we really are unprepared for this level of 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 an an event. This truly is an epidemic. But here, uh, let me play for you guys this quick clip. So we can get back into the news. It says that Chinese scientists say that the COVID-19 coronavirus could have originated from the government run lab. I want to play play for you guys this clip so we can get it on record. Uh, And it basically just talks about that, how scientists from China are saying, no, this is ours. I want to read this for you just real quick and I'll play the clip. It's by Dean Garrison over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up February 19th. It says, would China deliberately unleash the coronavirus to kill its own people? A country that has struggled with overpopulation for decades would seem to have built to have a built in motive. But is any government truly that evil? Some Chinese scientists seem to think so. The fish market story is seriously in doubt with the revelations of a secret biolab just 280 meters away. That's less than a quarter mile. Here's more. From Ari Rang, TV.
1: As the world struggles to contain the new virus, a new speculation from the Chinese scientists who believe it may have originated at a research facility not far from the Wuhan fish market. While they say more research needs to be done to find solid proof, such labs are known to contain disease-ridden animals, including hundreds of bats. Our Kim hyo with the details. Amid the continued spread of the COVID-19 virus, there is rising speculation the virus could have originated from a government laboratory in Wuhan, rather than the widely held belief that it emerged from the city's Huanan seafood markets. Citing a report published by Chinese scientists, a Chinese-language newspaper published in Hong Kong, Ming Pao, and the British daily The Mirror, explained Sunday that the Wuhan Center for Disease Control, or WHCDC, could have spawned the contagion in Hubei Province. According to the report penned by Bo Tao Xiao and Lei Xiao at the South China University of Technology, the research lab, which is only 280 meters away from the Huanan seafood market, kept disease-ridden animals, including more than 600 bats. It said that while it's plausible the virus was leaked from the lab and contaminated initial patients in this epidemic, more solid evidence is required through future study. The report also raised the possibility that the Wuhan Institute of Virology could have leaked the virus while it was carrying out tests involving Chinese horseshoe bats. Against such a backdrop, an article published by the Washington Times late last month is garnering attention as it raised the possibility that the disastrous outbreak could be the accidental result of biological weapons research. This comes as a renowned law professor at Tsinghua University in Beijing. Xu Jiangren is known to be missing after publicly condemning Chinese President Xi Jinping for failing to contain the spread of the virus at an early stage. He even added the condemnation could be the last message of his life. Kim San, Arirang News. As the world struggles to contain the new virus, a new speculation from the Chinese scientists who believe it may have originated at a research facility not far wow. from the Wuhan fish market. Wow. While they say wow. more research needs to be...
0: So yeah, they're literally saying, hey, we created this and we actually condemn President Xi Jinping for not acting sooner. He's, and, and the doctor that discovered, he's like, you know, I don't care if these are my last words, I want to make sure he knows he's condemned for not doing anything about this. And how many times have we played different clips from people in Hong Kong and China that are just, like, blasting President Xi Jinping and how he's handling things over there? Speaking of President Xi Jinping, let me get this other video up for you guys. It says that uh, China, China's Xi threatens more crackdowns as scientists say coronavirus may have originated from Wuhan lab's. That's right, because people are raising voices about this, saying you're lying. You're lying to the people. You need to figure out how to do this. You need to figure out what you, you can't shut down your dissent. You can't quiet people simply because they disagree with you. Let me read a little bit of this. It comes from uh, Aaron Kessel over there, at activist post, but they reposted it at uh, SHTF plan. They put this up February 18th. It says China's president Xi Jinping has called for tightened control over online discussion and increased Pol- policing, due to ensure quote positive energy and social stability, according to the state media, Bloomberg reported. This is being pushed by this is being pushed as Chinese scientists in South Beijing have said that the virus's origin was the long suspected Wuhan virology lab or Wuhan Center for Disease Control lab. The government must quote strengthen the management and control of online media and crackdown on those who seize the opportunity to create rumors on the Internet, G said. Quote, it is necessary to increase the use of police force and strengthen the visible use of police, G said, calling for a crackdown on behavior that, quote, disrupts social order, including hoarding media, hoarding medical supplies. This is amid a lockdown of over 400 million people forbidden from leaving the country and in some even cases their home. G's call to the police to police the Internet comes after a Chinese professor, Zhu Shangrang published a, a rare public critique of President Xi Jinping over China's coronavirus crisis. The man was then placed under house arrest after his report, according to The Guardian. Let's play this video. And basically what they're saying, and I'll play for you guys the videos. We've played videos. I, there are, there's there's clips of fumigators just driving through towns trying to sterilize the, the, the disease away. Uh it's it's crazy what's going on in China. People being detained, having uh bars put on putting on their door, uh people in white coats coming into like apartment complex and just like grabbing people and throwing them right out. It's nuts, but here let me play for you guys this quick this quick clip uh and we'll get into more after that. <laughs> I will,
3: uh,
0: I'll start this over and, and, and read the captions to you. Basically what it is, is it's a uh, Chinese officials showing up outside of an individual's door saying that we are here to announce that your household is under physical isolation. Mm-hmm physical isolation that's all please cooperate can you give me some details on this physical isolation right now physical isolation is to lock you up with chain lock lock the doors so of course you can't get out he's like here's here's my advice okay. Make sure you take good measures to protect yourself against fires, accidents, etc. Should there be any emergency and you can't handle it by yourself, call your contact ASAP. Because the three keys are left here nearby. And so the guy's asking So, my question is how long does it take for the person in charge to get here from the front gate? He's like, stop asking questions. Just obey us. Take care of your own responsibility. Obey us. <laughs> I'll put the link in the description bar below if you guys are curious. Uh, because basically what this is, is this guy haggling with this, this Chinese official saying, hey, give me more information. Why is this happening? You can't just come up over here to my house, come, my, come outside my door, and say, <laughs> you, you, you're under arrest. You see? But see, that, that would only work in a communist dictatorship, even if they're trying to get their hands around this disease. We've talked about it before, how the World Health Organization uh, uh, Secretary General, Tedros Ghebreyesus has praised President Xi Jinping of China, saying, hey, how you guys are handling this, this this virus, it's superb. Keep it up. And what's even more crazy is, some again, some people are saying that this virus is a cover for President Xi Jinping using his social credit score system to begin uh, detaining people who are his political dissidents, people who do not agree with President Xi Jinping, the people reporting on these things, uh, doctors who are calling out the president over there, they're disappearing or they're dying, suspectively, of, of the coronavirus. Just keep that in mind. So I'm going to do a quick news blitz because we have a lot of different articles and there's no way that I can get through them all. I just want to kind of fly through the heart that the, the headlines real quick. It says Chinese scientists conclude that the quote killer coronavirus probably originated from a lab and root in Wuhan. Uh, and that was from the SHTF plan. They put that up February 17th. It's by JD Hayes at natural news. This next one, uh, this next one comes by Max Lavo over that SHTF Plan. It says, Chinese doctors beg for face masks amid coronavirus's continued spread. They put that up February 17th. Uh, and again, talking about the crackdowns in China. A secret talk with tech giants to stop the spread of coronavirus misinformation. This is by Paul Joseph Watson via Subit.news. Uh, They put that up February 17th as well. This next one comes from the Organic Prepper. It says, would we still have power and water if we had a massive quarantine or massive coronavirus quarantine in the U.S.? Asking the critical questions about the state of our infrastructure. This next one comes from Newsweek, uh, a popular mainstream media magazine. It says, coronavirus is, quote, threatening the future of globalization, economists say. Uh, And this is very interesting as well. This plays more into the Crazy totalitarian takeover that's taking place in China right now. Uh, this is from CNBC. They put that up February seventeenth. It says China is sterilizing cash in an attempt to stop the coronavirus spreading. I just want to I just want to pause on that real quick since we're doing this news blitz. Some people are saying that again the burning of cash, the sterilization of cash, getting rid of it because of you know it's it's a communicability rate with the virus. Some people are saying they want to get rid of cash. For that purpose, some people are also saying that they want to get rid of cash so they can move towards the cashless society. So everything that's going on in China right now has a crazy, weird feel and to- tone to it because it doesn't seem like everything's on the up and up. Something else is behind this virus because of what's happening. So it's just, again, keep that type of stuff in mind. G- getting back into these news articles, this comes from Channel News Asia. They reposted it at Global Research. It says the U.S. Health Authority shipped faulty coronavirus test kits across the country. So that means that people who are using these test kits, they're faulty. They're not going to really know. And that was my issue here. Well, I'll pull up the, I'll pull up the, the, the coronavirus live tracker for you guys so we can see how many uh, cases versus deaths there are. But one of the reasons I'm worried is because we have flu season right now here in America and the symptoms show up kind of like pneumonia. Pneumonia. So what I'm wondering is, are people going to use this as an opportunity to detain people saying, oh, you have coronavirus, boom, you disappeared, when really, you know, it's the flu. But if they're being sent faulty test kits to test for something that we don't really know the full length of, that's dangerous in and of itself. But continuing on, a few more articles in this news blitz. It says, U.S. Breaks breaks Diamond Princess Quarantine flies 13 coronavirus-infected Americans to their Omaha facility. And unfortunately, uh, just the other day, two people aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship died. Two coronavirus victims died uh, on that ship. And this last one comes from SHTF Plan. They put that up February 17th. It's by Max Lavo. It says top health officials warning that the coronavirus is nearing pandemic levels. So call it a fear campaign. Call it fear mongering. Call it whatever you want. Something is happening to where it is freaking people out. Like I said, you know, two people died aboard the the, the quarantine Diamond Princess ship. I feel like that was the most ridiculous thing that people could have done. Why in God's name would you want to just quarantine a bunch of ship of people? There's no way that a a cruise ship has the effective quarantine capabilities to stop the rest of the ship from being infected. Just because you stop it, I get that. You're not wanting to infect the mainland. Everybody else there, though... (laughs) Unfortunately, they're out of luck, and 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 there's information that's come out too saying that you know you can get infected again, and the second time you're infected, it'll actually aid in heart failure. Like you could die of like a heart attack. You see. So it's it, it's crazy seeing the response on this, uh, seeing the slack on this, just seeing what's going on as a whole uh, with. This so here. Let me get in this article about this this cruise ship failure. Like I said before, uh, two people have already died aboard the Diamond Princess. But this next article comes from SHTF Plan. It's by Max Lavo. They put this up February nineteenth. It says cruise ship quote quarantine process failed as who claims the virus spread is slowing. That's right. They say the virus. It's actually it's the virus itself is actually slowing down. But. There's still thousands of people who are uh, infected. It says, as the death toll tops 2000, an an announcement was made that the quarantine of the Diamond Princess cruise ship failed. The World Health Organization is also claiming that the coronavirus's spread is slowing. Over 75,000 people have contracted the virus so far, and that's if the numbers China is releasing are factual. We went over that a couple weeks ago, that they're misleading us. According to a report by The Blaze, some people have begun questioning the effectiveness of the quarantine process after an additional 88 passengers on board the Diamond Princess cruise docked in Yokohama, Japan, after they tested positive for the coronavirus on Tuesday. At the time of, these, at the time of this writing, these numbers could be higher now, 542 of the of the, the 3,711 passengers on the crew had tested positive for the infection. The coronavirus epidemic topped two benchmarks on Tuesday, according to new new numbers released by Chinese officials, with the 136 new deaths and 1,749 new cases reported. The global toll of the virus climbed above 2,000, and the total number of confirmed cases rose rose to more than 75,000. The majority of the cases have still been in mainland China. While this outbreak has been proven to be less deadly than SARS so far, the World Health Organization is saying that the spread is slowing. They are using the numbers given by the Chinese government to reach that conclusion. About 2% of the cases of the novel coronavirus are fatal compared to the 10% of the severe acute respiratory syndrome, SARS, uh, said uh, WHO Director General Dr. Tedros Tedros Cabraeus. More than 80% of patients infected with the respiratory illness experience mild symptoms and recover, while 14% experience severe symptoms such as pneumonia, Dr. Dr. Gabreas said, citing a Chinese paper published Monday, the study that published Monday that studied more than 44,000 patients. Others say that this could just be a bunch of bogus numbers meant to calm the masses and keep them from finding out how widespread this virus has become. The Chinese government has not exactly proven themselves to be trustworthy when it comes to this virus, as they censor everyone and everything that dares to question the accuracy of their data. That's because the Chinese want to make sure that they have access over everything. In a communist dictatorship, they want to have control over everything. How dare you? Don't you ever disrespect the Communist Party. Just keep that in mind. That's how these people are. It is very, very crazy seeing just the response. And and this. I, I just want to say this because I'm going to pull up a whole other article right after this. I just want to say this response is going to pave the way for what we're going to see worldwide. And I can just kind of think that when President Xi Jinping says that this virus is going to be good for the economy, I can't help but think of them trying to sell the solution, trying to sell us hazmat suits, Quarantine procedures, drugs, because you know that's where drugs come from, right? Like I have an article that I, I'm going to get into. That's the China makes our drugs. They make our vaccines. That's why they're sitting up over here sh- shiv- shipping us uh, fentanyl, killing us. You know that, right? So I can't help but think that even after they work through this, that heck yeah, this is going to be good for their procedure, for, for their economy, because not only are they a major producer around the world, But because the world will need a response to this, they're going to look to China for the solution. I can't help but think of this as like a long-term plan. I'm sorry. But here, let me get back into this, get back into the news, Uh, more on the response regarding the coronavirus. Uh, This next article comes from Nima Harris of News Punch. They put this up February 13th. It says China has deployed 2,600 military medics to Wuhan to fight the coronavirus. It says China has deployed 2,600 military medics to help tackle the coronavirus as the number of confirmed cases worldwide surpasses 60,000. We put this up several days ago. It says, according to the Chinese Defense Ministry, the first installment of 1,400 military medical personnel arrived in the city of Wuhan on Thursday. The news comes alongside reports that the Wuhan and Hubei Party chiefs have been sacked. RT reports that the medics represent several branches of the Chinese armed forces, including the Navy, army, or the navy, Air Force, armed, armed Police, Logistic and Strategic Support Forces, and even the Rocket Force. The current reinforcements are not the first the Chinese military has sent to the region. Extra medical staffers have been relocated to the city to the man-to-man man, two makeshift hospitals that were built in mere days earlier this month. Meanwhile, the Chinese state media reported that Zhang Zhejiang, the head of the Communist Party in Hubei province, and Ma Kuyang, the party chief in the provincial capital, Wuhan, were both removed from their posts. Shanghai Mayor Ying Yang will replace the provincial head, while Wang Zilong, the party chief in Jinan, will take on the mantle in Wuhan. It was not immediately clear what prompted the outsters. Chinese state media tabloid Global Times reported that an inspection was carried out by the central government in Hubei. And quote, a number of local officials have been questioned and punished for failing to fulfill their duties. So, yeah, you embarrass the Communist Party. We're going to go ahead and get you out of there. How dare you? Like I said before, how dare you embarrass the Communist Party? I wouldn't be surprised, unfortunately, if these people were executed, because that is how they roll. That's how. We're going to do another quick news blitz with you guys to, again, paint another picture for you, explaining how crazy these things are. This next one comes from Health Impact News. They put this up February 18th. It says coronavirus. Who is controlling the information? Are potential government actions more dangerous than the actual virus the world health organization claims or er, it urges calm said that the covid-19 coronavirus is less deadly than sars this is from the Agents france press afp they put that up february 18th but it was reposted over there raw story it says the pandemic in the making japan is quote on the cusp of a coronavirus outbreak this comes from Natural Blaze. It says Japan will use HIV drugs to treat the coronavirus. Now, I think that's kind of interesting because we actually talked about how some of the weird stuff going on with the coronavirus. I don't know anything about biology or viruses or virology. I'm not a bio-warfare terrorism expert. I don't know. But some people are saying that the insertions with it, that it has like a similarity to it. To with vi- to, to with HIV with AIDS, I'm not sure. Um, I talked about that just last week. How you know there was a Chinese scientist a few years ago, He Jiankui, who came out who made Lulu and Nana, uh, and then it was found out later that he made a third child that was HIV AIDS resistant. But I just kind of thought that was strange because if it was HIV AIDS resistant, and then a few months later we had this coronavirus that kind of resembles it. You 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 see the you see the the bow I'm trying to. The lines I'm trying to connect. The dots I'm trying to connect. But continuing on, uh, this next one comes from Frank Chin via the Asian Times. They put this up February 18th over there at Zero Hedge. They reposted it. It says coronavirus, quote, lab leakage report rumors are spreading. I'm sure they're talking about Wuhan actually admitting that they spread the virus. This next one comes from Andrew Andrew Dunn by Business Insider. It says pharma giant Sanofi. Is developing a vaccine to fight the deadly coronavirus outbreak, using its previous research on SARS. So they're using SARS as an example to create a vaccine. Crazy, and they already say that a vaccine is 18 months away. So they're already working hard, and we just went over this. But it's the how the quarantine process has failed aboard the Diamond Cru- the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Over 500 people have tested positive for the coronavirus. And that quarantine process failed. If anything, they infected those people. Continuing on with the news blitz. We're talking about how they are burning money to fight the coronavirus. Burning money. This comes from Natural News. It's by J.D. Hayes. It says China is literally destroying cash now to fight the coronavirus. Is this now a new government digital currency mandate coming? Is, is that what's going to happen after they burn all the cash? So many different things. It's, it is a pandemic. An epidemic in the making. We are literally witnessing history. It's crazy. This is crazy. I'm, I'm not sure really what to say other than it is crazy. Uh, and it really is truly on the beginning because I talked about it before. You know, the uh, I talked about it Before. How? imagine the world not getting its supplies for just two months. Imagine what that would do. People not being able to get medical supplies, not being able to get food for two months. Do you have storable food? This is why I I really keep trying to promote the My Patriot Supply stuff, the storable goods, the storable foods. I'm going to begin carving out separate time to talk about this with the exclusive members because as i told you guys during the during during the seasonal break and towards the start of this year something told me to prepare 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 we are not prepared we are aware but we are not prepared start getting prepared finding out heirloom seeds learning to plant learning the garden uh, the planting season's right around the corner i got these, these 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 plants over here in the office i need to get them out you know uh, learning to bartering, tr- bartering trade? Do you know where your local food farmers market is? Do you have any skills? Do you have any trades? This is real stuff that's going on. So imagine what would happen if for two months people didn't receive all the things they need. That's all I'm trying to say. All I'm trying to say, which leads me to my next article and my next point, which is one of the reasons as to why I titled this section the coronavirus chokehold right here. U.S. healthcare subject to China's "quote global chokehold" on medicines. This comes from Bobby Karachik via Breitbart, but the good folks over there at Technocracy News caught it. They posted it February 18th. It says the Trilateral Commission preached independence when it was founded in 1973. Then Zbigniew Zabrinsky normalized relations with China in 1976 and seeded it with technocracy. The rest is history, and here we are. China could effectively shut down America's healthcare care system within months, given the one-party state's, quote, global chokehold on the manufacturing of medicines and medical supplies, explained Rosemary Gibson, author of China Rx, exposing the risk of America's dependence on China for medicine. Gibson, senior advisor to the Hastings Center, offered her remarks on Thursday's edition of Sirius XM's Bright News Tonight with host Rebecca Mansour and special guest host Ed Martin. Mansoor noted how the coronavirus outbreak in China has exposed America's dangerous dependence on China's Chinese production of pharmaceutical and medical supplies, including an estimated 97 percent of all antibiotics and 80 percent of active pharmaceutical ingredients needed for domestic drug production. That's right. I'm telling you, China's making all of our drugs. China's the one sending, sending the fentanyl in here, killing us. I'm over here talking about great death. People over here mixing cocaine and fitting all together, killing themselves. China's this is what I'm telling you. That's why I say chemical and biological warfare. They know Americans love their drugs and they'll shovel anything in their system, so they give it to us. And you know what? Americans, we don't know nothing about moderation, self discipline, or self control, so we're just like, give it to me. Give me that heroin. Give me that fentanyl. Oh my God. I just want to get numb. I don't want to feel. You see how dangerous it is practicing this escapism. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's because I get fired up with the with the with the pharmaceuticals, the junkie behavior, the degeneracy, my God, and all of it just being shipped in. i'm I'm sorry. Let me, get, let me get back into this article. That's why I freak out, because this is why people aren't healthy. They keep thinking they need drugs to get healthy. I don't know nothing about vitamins, about supplements, about nutraceuticals, nootropics. They don't want it. water. Get that, get that away from me. You, you, you see what I'm saying? People are so toxic, so sick these days, that the very act of cleaning up their act, they would, they would, they would rather die. I'm sorry. I think it's just I look at how toxic we have become. And I keep trying to say, oh, you know, it's cool. It's cool. But then you think, oh, the vegans are going to come through. They're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about our reliance on on, on pharmaceuticals. They're going to talk about our horrible, like, real, de- our, our, our real diet uh, issues. No, they just get co-opted. And so I, it's just, it's, it's, it's all of it. I think that's why just I, I, I freak out about it as a whole is because I look at the drugs that are being pushed on us, I look at the diets that are being pushed on us, the extremities that are pushed on us, the fanaticism that's pushed on us. None of it's about moderation. None of it's about discipline. None of it's about self-control. None of it's about being real. You get what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem to me, at least. I'm sorry. Let me get back into this article. Explaining how China, the very same people who are who are basically exporting these diseases, can't even export us the drugs to take care of these disease because the damn the damn things will be probably f- broken anyway. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, diseased anyway. If the if it is if it can be contracted from human to human, we can only hope that some of these pharmaceutical agencies and companies who's ever producing these drugs that they practice some kind of uh, 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 procedure where people are clean. So you, I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry. I'm, I'm getting angry. Let me get back into this. I'm just, forgive me if, you know, I'm just casually reading how China is, is, is creating 97% of all antibiotics. And I guess last, and last year I freaked out because I read an article about how 50% of Americans have at least one prescribed opioid to them. And I'm freaking out about them giving mind-altering drugs to children I'm just I'm uh, I'm just I got to get back into got to get back into this. This is why this is again, I'm saying this, I'll get back into this. This is why I promote staying vigilant. Stay sober. Learn that. Learn discipline, learn learn self-control. Don't inhibit yourself. Let me get back into this article. It says, Gibson said, quote, If China shuts the door on exports of medicines and the ingredients to make them, within a couple of months, our pharmacies would be empty. Our healthcare system would cease to function. That's how dependent we are, Gibson said. Say, say there's a coronavirus outbreak in the United States. God forbid, and a lot of people end up in a hospital with severe cases. The medicines needed to care for them if they can't breathe or on a ventilator. Fentanyl or pro- propofol are made in China. We depend on China for the raw materials. If they go into shock, the epinephrine and the dopamine, we need to care for them. We depend on China. If they have a bacterial infections, we depend on China for the for the antibiotics. Many, many over-the-counter supplements sold in the U.S. are partly manufactured in China. Gibson noted we can't make vitamin C here anymore. That comes from China. America has lost much of its manufacturing apparatus for medicines to China via globalization. Uh, Gibson explains. So I'm going to, I'm going to clearly, I'm going to have to come back to that because this is something that is very serious. This is why Americans are sick. This is why our drugs are toted, or this is why our drugs are messed up. Like this is something I didn't even want to put into this week's episode because I didn't have time to snap it away. It was an article from Newsweek. It says that it, or for common dreams, it said 8 million Americans are forced to have to start crowdfunding campaigns to cover their medical costs. There's a survey that showed that. Eight million Americans, we see them all the time, help pay my medical bills to get little Johnny out of out of the respirator. Help help this, help that. And it sounds crazy, but this is what I'm saying. So I, I understand what people say free health care, but look at the society that we've that we've become. So the chokehold that we're in is because our the very same people we're doing these trade wars with, they control the drugs that that, that basically keep America pumped up and alive. I, I joke about Americans not being able to get access to Starbucks and McDonald's for two months. Imagine not being able to have access to, to unfortunately, two fentanyl to help you breathe. This is what's crazy about these things. This is how convoluted, how convoluted and crazy stuff has become. So when I freak out about, uh, about the, 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 the Zoloft or the, or the, the, the hydrocodone, the hydrocodone, the loritabs, the Percocets, you know, the, uh, 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 the fentanyl, the, 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 all this stuff. It's because it's, it's to habituate you. It's to turn you into a zombie, into a drug. Into a drug-addicted junkie. To where you're incapable of thinking for yourself. You're just trying to get your next high. And forgive me if I understand how Western society is when it comes to indulgence, When it comes to largesse, when it comes to escapism, when it comes to these things, we don't know about moderation over here. We don't don't know about self-discipline, self-control. We don't even know about organic and holistic practices. This is, again, something I can't really fault most Americans for, because for the entirety of 2010 into this time period, 2020, we saw them slaughtering holistic practitioners. So this is, again, why we have to have these deep conversations. Not only ranting and getting angry about like, the news and the way the world's going, but at the same time having discussions with, with doctors, with holistic practitioners, with people who know their, their stuff with organics, understanding DNA activation, understanding true eugenics and how that has an epigenetic factor uh, coded to it. People don't understand these things. That's why when I'm talking about Elon Musk saying that the population could, could, could experience a collapse around 2050, yeah. With the autism rate spiking, obesity spiking, suicide rates spiking, who's having kids? The people that don't become mental patients. And who's to say that they're not experiencing some kind of psychological stress and or trauma that may or may not be transferred down to their kids? And This is just genetically speaking. We're not talking about the societal uh, factors that are, that are going on. There's a lot of different things that go with this, but you get the point. This coronavirus has more implications than you think. People think, oh, the grid's going to shut down, EMP attack, boom. There's a lot of things to this controlled collapse. You see, there's more to this than you think. I want to read you guys real quick. Uh, I want to read two quick articles that just kind of talk about the craziness surrounding this. I'll play for you guys this quick video. It's of this lady in China talking about uh, how her, 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 her father has died or how her mother has died and her father has a, a heart issue. I think I might have that backwards and how these officials are saying, hey, we can't help you. The best thing you can do is take care of yourself. What are you going to do whenever government can't take care of you? Do you know how to take care of yourself? This article comes from Sign of the Times. They put this up February 20th. It says death toll surpasses 2,000 in China coronavirus outbreak with over 20 with over 75,000 confirmed cases globally. And I'll play it for you guys this quick video, and then we'll get into the coronavirus uh, live tracker. <laughs>
3: 現在你媽媽還在講什麼? <笑>
0: says the viral outbreak gripping China has claimed over 2,000 lives, the vast majority in Hubei province, the epicenter of the illness, according to the latest latest official tally. More than 75,000 people have been infected to date. Health officials in Hubei province reported that 132 new facilities on Tuesday, a significant increase from the 93 confirmed days prior. However, even as the death and diseases tolls continue to climb in China and elsewhere, over 13,000 patients have recovered from the contagion, including 8,000 in Hubei. While the two confirmed coronavirus patients in Russia, both Chinese citizens, have recovered and were recently discharged from the hospital, Moscow on Tuesday announced a travel ban on Chinese nationals looking to enter Russia for work, tourism, or other private purposes. The restriction will come into force later this week. In order to, quote, mitigate global shortages on certain supplies needed to combat the outbreak, the World Health Organization announced that some 12,000 kilograms of protective gear would soon be shipped out of the priority countries. The equipment will be sent to 21 nations, according to World Health Director uh, General General Tedros Cabrera, who noted that a second shipment to an additional 106 countries would follow in the coming weeks. Confirmed cases aboard a cruise ship quarantined off the coast of Japan have soared to 542. After the most recent round of tests, which found 88 additional infections, this carries some 3,700 passengers and has become the largest epicenter for the deadly virus beyond China. Around 300 Americans were evacuated from the vessel on Monday on an emergency flight arranged by the State Department and are now in quarantine. 14 of them have since tested positive for the illness, though they are showed no symptoms on the flight back to the U.S. and were isolated from the rest of the passengers. An elderly couple aboard the Diamond Cruise Princess docked in the Japan, or cruise ship docked in Japan, where 620 cases of the coronavirus were confirmed, have succumbed to the illness. Fatalities come as Tokyo allows hundreds of passengers to return home. So that's right; those two people that succumbed to the disease were those two elderly individuals. And now we're going to get up the actual numbers for you guys. I'll put the link for this if you want to go track it for yourselves in the description bar below. This is the coronavirus tracker. Right now it says that there is a total of 75,778 confirmed cases total. 7,400 of them primarily come from China. Right now in America, and you guys can actually do this on on uh, on the website, but you can actually try to find how many cases are going on in the u.s right now we have a total of 15 cases here in america pretty interesting a decent amount in los angeles and along the west coast um it's crazy this is kind of this is kind of crazy but like i said i'll put this in the description bar below if you guys are curious about it uh but what it basically is is breaking down what's what's happening You know, how deep this case goes or how crazy all this is. It's got the total number of deaths, 2,130. The number of people that are recovered is 16,882. Like I said, I'll put the link for this in the description bar below if you guys are curious to track it. Uh, But like they said, this is slowing down. It's not spreading, thank the Lord. But it does have untimely costs. It does have uh, things that we really do need to be worried about far-reaching implications and just to kind of wrap this segment up and to talk about again just the craziness surrounding this i'll let your mind kind of wander after i read the 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 headline i'll let your mind wander but it says uh, china deploys 40 incinerators to wuhan amid fears of coronavirus death toll cover-up 40 incinerators that were typically used for animals that are now being used for medical waste. What could those 40 incinerators be used for? We put this up February 19th. It comes from End Times headlines. It says while China has come under fire over claims that they are grossly underreporting coronavirus figures. Chinese media is reporting that 40 industrial incinerators have been deployed to Wuhan, the epicenter of the outbreak, which has officially killed more than 2000 people, mostly in China. The incinerators typically used to dispose of animal carcasses are now being used to handle medical waste, according to NTD and relayed by the Daily Star. Sources quoted the Chinese media reports uh, sources quoted in the Chinese media reports that reports have raised obvious questions as to whether these are or will be used to dispose of human remains. According to the reports, the mobile incinerators are able to destroy up to 5 tons per 5 tons of waste per day burning a load in as little as two seconds. The units are reportedly the size of 20-foot standard shipping containers and have a volume of 30 cubic meters and are able to crush solid waste incinerator and then purify the smoke. The Chinese military is said to have tested the units in Golmud Kunque in, in January before they were sanctioned for use. Large trucks have been reportedly spotted, in, spotted transporting the incinerators to Wuhan. Professor ming reportedly said that he believes the cabins are mobile incinerators for bodies. And meanwhile, Professor Ku san said the virus could not survive the 850-degree heat created by the furnace. Wuhan locals reportedly have questioned the need for such cabins as, they, as there is not a widespread infection of animals with the virus. The coronavirus, known as COVID-19, has officially killed 2,100 people and infected more than 75,000 as we reported ad nauseum however the official count is likely to be much higher I can't help but get this like image of like a weird if you guys have ever seen that movie it's a classic 80s movie like returning the living dead where like they they burn one of the zombie bodies in like a uh, in a furnace like in an incinerator and then the smoke bellows out into the sky and then it makes it rain and then that toxin that made the first zombie goes into the soil which just so, which just so happens to be a graveyard and then revives like the zombies there i can't help but think that while these people are throwing these bodies in these incinerators at wuhan that even though they may be burning the bodies themselves that they may actually be helping the the, the disease itself spread and mutate you see and so this is really crazy to think about 40 incinerators <laughs> Oh my God, what is that for? What is that for? So while you have uh, Chinese <laughs> Chinese officials, Chinese military officials over here trying to burn essentially as many different bodies as possible, trying to combat the coronavirus, the world is literally in awe of what's going on, literally incapable of figuring out how to respond, incapable of mustering up like a a, a a proper strategy when dealing with this because this is awe-inspiring and not in a good way. It truly is the eyes of darkness. It is dark. But what's even crazier, and this is what I was trying to say earlier, with this, this symphony of sin, this orchestra of death that we see taking place, this, 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 this musical of mayhem, almost on cue, As we have this this virus spreading, claiming thousands of lives around the world, we have locusts eating up areas of eating upwards to thirty eating up to the equivalent of thirty five thousand people in a in a couple hours. What do you think that's going to do to the environment? So while we have over seventy five thousand confirmed cases of the coronavirus worldwide. 2,000 deaths, over 16,000 people recovered, and these numbers are still being confused. We still don't know what's going on. While we still have this dilemma facing us, you now have Bill Gates warning that 10 million could die as the coronavirus spreads to Africa. Well, you know what else spreads to Africa? These crazy locusts. We're going to be talking about this, these crazy locusts, some of these other strange happenings and more. On the other side check this out I'll let you guys think about this before we go to break this is this is again again more of that mis- that 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 musical of mayhem if this coronavirus spreads to Africa what's going to happen whenever you have this locust plague that has reached China after wreaking havoc in Africa we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere this is freedom faction over here on factions of freedom and we'll be right back right after this. We're back. That's right. You know, like I'm telling you, the world's getting crazy. It feels like I'm just kind of casually speaking about apocalyptic end of days, you know, just hey, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just locusts creeping into China. It's just locusts making their way, you know, across the Middle East, destroying life patches. You know, it's just droughts. You know, it's just, it's just livestock die-off. It's just these strange things. Why are, you, why are you freaking out? This is climate change. This is how all this stuff goes. And if you want the truth, I think that's another reason why they had to promote the concept of climate change, just so that we really wouldn't begin to ask these type of questions when we see this kind of crazy stuff popping off. But before going to break, we were talking about how Bill Gates was one in the 10 million could die as the coronavirus spreads to Africa. I want to get back into that. Uh, but before I do... I want to just make a quick little detour. Uh, Third segment, still here with me. Thank you guys for sticking around. The world's getting increasingly crazy. I'm doing what I can to try to help. Um, You know, I'm not kidding whenever I'm like, I'm going to set aside some time for exclusive members to really talk to them as individuals, talk to them and set aside time for groups and courses and discussions, because while I appreciate doing this, firing through this information in a rapid-fire nature, I also thoroughly don't believe that I'm doing my, my due diligence in providing you guys with the wisdom and the knowledge that is necessary to help enrich you, to make you an even better person than, than you are whenever you, you got here. I'm trying to figure out what I can to be a better teacher and at the same time, you know, promote preparedness and awareness. And that's what, that's what we're here for. Uh, you may have noticed that, we were, that we're not doing certain things. I don't want to say what those things are, but you can tell that we're operating in a different capacity, doing different type of work with the same type of flavor and the reason for this is because certain people are not able to handle the handle the switch up that's all i can say and that's okay the same thing that i told you at the start of this year this level of intensity that you guys are seeing and feeling come from us all this is going to do is force everybody else to either a get out the game or step your step your standards up that's all we're saying that's all i'm saying and that's all i would hope that you guys want from us because this isn't business as usual this third segment, yeah, I think you guys understand the writing is on the wall. And the lines are being drawn. There are decisions being made. And you can either, again, keep trying to play fit fiddle with the devil, or you can try to understand God. And I'm at the, I'm at the point the point in my life to where I want to understand God more. I want to understand truth. I see these things. I realize that the fight that we, that we started whenever we got in here, it's much bigger than that, and that we have a responsibility – we have a responsibility to things that are even bigger than what we thought. Uh, And so all I can really keep saying is more of what I'm trying to say. Help us help you. You've seen us come this far. You've seen us make this many different steps. Uh, We're trying to do more. And I hope that by doing these small things, I inspire you to do a little bit more in your own life because that's, what's going to get us through it. Even though I talk about all these things and have a show centered around this kind of content, I thoroughly believe that we're being shown these things so that we can come past them. I've said this time and time again. Trump's not here to fix these things. He's here to reveal this. When we're going through this paradigm shift, there's going to be a lot of stuff that gets drudged up, but it's got to get darker before it gets better. It's going to get worse before it gets better, and that's where we're at right now. We're at the beginning of it getting worse, and trust me, we haven't even hit peak insanity, but we've got to get our minds around this first. We've got to start forging that warrior mindset, getting that battle-forged brain where we understand things at a different sense. That's why I'm telling you, get closer to God because things are going to get even more chaotic and even more insane. And if you're not centered, if you're not focused, if you're not vigilant, if you're not sober, if you're not tuned in to a deeper frequency and have a deeper connection, not only with yourself, but with God, with, with whatever you want to title it, I'm telling you, you're going to get lost. I'm trying to literally be the vessel and the platform here to point you in the direction that you need to get yourself secure because I'm telling you, it's not business as usual. I'm not trying to scare you, but just be prepared. Be prepared is all I can say. I'm trying to switch up our own delivery mechanism so you guys can get your own access to as much content as you can. And at the same time, just I'm, I'm doing everything I can to prepare you and myself. That's all. So let's get into this segment. Everything we've been talking about with you guys is so true on more 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 levels than one. But we left off in the last segment talking about essentially makeshift bio warfare. I won't beat around the bush, I'll just come out there and say it. What's gonna happen whenever these like locusts make their way to China and get like supercharged by the coronavirus? Remember like a few years ago with the whole Zika? fiasco that took place like uh in south america and africa as well and then they made like genetically modified mosquitoes to combat those zika uh mosquitoes i can't help but think that now we have coronavirus locusts but here before we get into that let me read to you guys this quick article right here comes from uh news punches by Nima harris they put this up february 17th says bill gates warns that 10 million could die as the coronavirus spreads to africa It says Bill Gates has warned that the coronavirus in Africa could overwhelm health services there and trigger a pandemic, which could lead to more than 10 million deaths. Speaking at an American Association for the Advancement of Science in Seattle this weekend, the Microsoft founder warned that the coronavirus epidemic is far more a concern than Ebola and could hit Africa worse than China. In a 2019 documentary, Gates predicted that a deadly virus could originate in China's wet markets, just like the one in Wuhan, and rapidly infect the world. Press TV reports that as Gates was speaking, news broke that the first case of coronavirus had been confirmed on the continent as a person in Cairo, Egypt, tested positive for the disease. this is a huge challenge, Gates said. We've, also, we've always known that the potential for either a naturally caused or intentionally caused pandemic is one of the few things that could disrupt health systems, economies, and cause more than 10 million excess deaths. This disease, if it, is in, if it is in Africa, is more dramatic than if it's in China. Noting that he was, quote, not trying to minimize what's going on in China in any way. There are now fears that the disease could spread to sub-Saharan Africa, where it could spark an uncontrollable outbreak. With health services unable to monitor and to control the virus, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the charitable foundation that he and his wife Melinda Gates established in 2000, recently committed $100 million to fight fight in the coronavirus. Yeah, I'd do the same thing, too, if I just gave, like, a hooker AIDS, you know. I'd I'd do the same thing, too, if I just, like, you got to think about it, like a pimp or like some, you know, degenerate scumbag who just goes around picking up hookers and then gets them diseased and or pregnant and then slides them off breaks them off a couple hundred bucks and tells themselves to get checked that's what this is bill gates uses africa as a testing ground for biological warfare continuing on as of sunday the death toll in mainland china reached 1770 up by 105 from the previous day while there were 2,046 new cases, bringing the total count to 758. We put this up two days ago. The total number of cases is now 7,500. Over 500 cases have been confirmed outside China, mostly of people who traveled from Chinese cities. From Chinese cities, with five deaths in Hong Kong, Japan, Philippines, Taiwan, and France. Chinese authorities say the number say the stabilization in the number of new cases is a sign that the measures have taken the measures they have taken to halt the spread of the disease are having an effect. However, epidemiologists and economists warn that optimism that the disease might be under control is premature. Because, yes, there are, there are far-reaching implications with just this disease. Yes, people getting sick is one aspect of it, but it's much deeper than just that. So, as a disease is making its way not only across China and apparently across the world, there's something we should talk about. Just the other week, I talked to you about how I saw a video. And I got a different one this time. It's making its way across Africa. So obviously, there's going to be more multiple videos. But just last week, I talked to you about a video I saw where a wave or a wall of locusts was just making its way across the countryside and just assaulted this truck. Now, this next video I have for you guys is of another plague of locusts making its way across Africa, reaching China. Let me play for you guys real quick just a clip. They are suitable for growing in warm and dry climate. Locust plants are often due to severe drought. It's like a tornado of locusts. As far as the eye can see. Yeah. People trying to catch it. People trying to catch it. It looks like people trying to trying to mop in the rain. It's very crazy and very very uh, interesting. But this next part, uh, I'll get it in the article. It comes from Dr. Portfeet, Feed. They put this up February 17th. It says a gigantic swarm of locusts that belong to a plague that has ravaged millions of acres of crops across East Africa has been spotted reaching the Chinese border. Billions of the insects have destroyed food supplies across Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia in what has been described as the worst plague for decades. With vast swaths of the population in the region already facing food shortages due to, the, due to poverty, the United Nations has warned action must be taken to avoid another, quote, shock to the region. But footage has now surfaced showing thousands of locusts seemingly reaching the border of China, adding yet more problems to a country struggling to contain the deadly coronavirus. The clip is believed to have been taken between the Zhengjing border in the, east of the, in the east of the country on February 15th It shows the blue sky filled with locusts as far as the eye can see. The plague has flown across the Red Sea into Europe and Asia in recent days. Pakistan, which borders China, recently declared a national emergency over the locusts. But the Communist Party of China has tried to downplay the severity of the swarms reaching the country. They claim their modern technology and sufficient stocks, which have not been seen in Africa, will prevent any widespread damage. That has had little impact among residents already worried about the spread of the coronavirus, though, which has already killed 1,700 people in mainland China. Quote, I worry that the, I worry that the locusts will, be care, will become a carrier of pneumonia, a major symptom of the, of the coronavirus, one wrote on Twitter. Another said, you can believe what the experts say. Just listen to it. One expert quoted the Epoch Times, warned that the locusts could pose a direct threat to China, Laos and Vietnam. But others were less worried, suggesting that they would not be able to spread into the snowy region of Xinjiang. Oh, don't worry. We have another. We have another video for you guys, and this one actually talks about. It breaks it down for you. Uh, the motorist that is accosted by this these these uh, these locusts. It breaks it down for you. I think it's somewhere around like thirty-five thousand acres a day. And I think that's just crazy to me. Or 35, it eats the equivalent of 35,000 people a day. I'm just going to play the clip for you guys just to get it on record. Um, But it just shows the footage of millions of locusts swarming a motorist in Africa. guys get it. You get it. She's literally honking the horn to try to just, like, scare away the locusts because she doesn't know what to do. What, what would you do? Hey, you can't burn them all. You'd light the sky on fire. And if you did, well, then you'd have, you'd light the sky on fire. Like, yeah, you could do it, but you'd, you'd light the sky on fire. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. You know, and that's, that's what's going on. So you have... Millions of locusts over here in, the, in Pakistan making their way through Africa trying to reach China. And everybody already inherently understands that something about a horde of locusts going to a coronavirus-infected China just sounds like something out of a movie that's very dangerous that I don't think anybody wants to see, wants to see the result of. But this is the world that we're going in. Climate change activists are going to have a fit with that one. But this is what I mean. So why is this segment titled Elite Extraterrestrials, though? Well, everything I've been talking to you guys about, that's why I call it a, 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 a musical of mayhem, you know, an orchestra of chaos. Because everything that you see going on right now, and I've talked about it in different ways over the years, is just, is just that. It is the breakaway civilization, it is the Illuminati, it's the New World Order, it's the people in power, the controlling oligarchs, it's them doing their end game. Not just, not just a pitch for Marvel and for the Avengers, literally their end game. The slow kill method, infecting millions and millions of people, we've talked about it, the, the, the dehumanization population, the dehumanization campaign, the depopulation campaign, people are sick. And those at the top, they're ready. We keep thinking that they want to keep us around. No, we're getting rowdy. 40%, remember, we talked about it. Uh, there's, 40% of the world is going to experience civil unrest this year. They can't keep experiencing the civil unrest because there's going to be populists and nationalists that don't want to go along with this globalization plan. They have to kill off as many different people as possible so we're more easily manageable. Well, what better way to kill off people than to release bioweapons? See who can last the longest with food, with without water. Who's committed to living? You see, this is not a game. So why is this, why are we talking about elite extraterrestrials? The people in power, they're working on getting their way out. I'm going to get into Elon Musk launching people into space and Jeff Bezos saying he wants to fight climate change. These people, and I'm really, and this is, god dang it, I hate, I hate how this works because I get caught up. I have to finish working on the the weaponizing consciousness expansion thing so I can begin to work on the next piece of work that I want to do where I talk about Burning Man, Silicon Valley, transhumanism, the breakaway civilization, Uh, and again, using psychedelics as a medium to just take over society. The idea is to destroy the exterior world so they can blast off into space and and, 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 and begin taking control of things. We're seeing this happen today. We're seeing the infrastructure being built in our time. They're going to say, oh, shucks, looks like we were just too late for climate change. We were just too late for green technology. We were just too late for renewable technology. Oh, shucks. We were unable to save the earth. Well, looks like we have to go off into space. Who can afford that at that point? Only those that are meant to stick around. The elites. While the rest of us have to figure out how to continue on life here. It's it's, it's a thing. You've seen it time and time again but we're in those beginning stages. You see, that's why this is crazy. But here, let me, let me, since we're talking about so many locusts, why don't I talk about military owned cyborg locusts, not genetically modified mosquitoes. No, or not coronavirus laden mosquitoes. No military owned cyborg locusts, bruh. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? This is an article by Paul Seaburn over there at Mysterious Universe. They put this up February 19th. It says a great name for a band, an intriguing plot for a movie, but a scary thing to find out your military has developed. Yes, they, they claim it's a bomb sniffing, just like the just like it, they claim it's for bomb sniffing, just like the gunpowder, which was originally developed for medical persons. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Let's find out. Quote, we finally developed a minimally invasive surgical approach and a mobile multi-unit intro electrophysiological recording system to tap into the neural signals in a locust brain and realize a biorobotic explosive sensing system. In sum, our study provides the first demonstration of how biological olfactory systems can be hijacked to develop a cyborg chemical sensing approach. Quote, hijacked to develop a, chemi- a cyborg chemical sensing approach means the brains of locusts made famous by so many plagues, are connected via electrodes to their brains to tiny packs on their backs, which transmit sensory images picked up by the locust's antenna and send them back to a computer, which monitors the signals and sees the grasshoppers detect the vapors of one of many different explosives, a process that takes a few hundred milliseconds thanks to 50,000 olfactory neurons in those sensitive antennae. That's a brief summary of, quote, explosive sensing with insect-based biorobots, a non-peer-reviewed paper published this week in BioXIVX, describing four years of research by a team led by Barandian Rahman, associate professor of biomedical engineering in the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Wow, That that was a mouthful, but you get the point. The same way that I just last week talked to you guys about Elon Musk creating the neural link, the brain-to-machine interface, hooking your brain up to the machines. Well, there's people over there at the Washington State University that have figured out a way to hijack the sensory input and output of a locust. I give it a few years until they figure out how to make a swarm. But, what, but, but again, how does this tie into elite extraterrestrials? Why are we talking about elite extraterrestrials? I think a better way to say is, why are so many people fascinated by astronaut suits these days? Not because of NASA, but I think because we are turning ourselves into the aliens. Aliens to our own planet. Alien to our own environment. It's been weaponized against us, and we are the aliens here. We're not acting in natural, indigenous harmony with these things. We're we are the alien force. Elite extraterrestrials has a lot of different implications behind it. You see, not just those the people that have the monies, and the richness, and the power blasting off into space, but they themselves turning us into the strangelings, into the aliens here, terrestrially. You see, changing our environment, modifying. Uh, the biology, modifying the the bug life, the plant life, getting rid of the bees, destroying the fauna and the flora. How could all this stuff be going on? You see, in the same way that I said earlier, that that, uh, that, um, earlier I said that uh, with Julian Assange and Edward Snowden and uh, Chelsea Manning being nominated for a Nobel Peace Award prize while Julian Assange is over there rotting in some prison. Me saying how that's some kind of backhanded slap, some kind of backhanded acknowledgement. I think the same thing of this in the same category of elite extraterrestrials, of Amazon's Jeff Bezos pledging $10 billion to launch an earth fund to fight climate change. I think of that as like a backhanded slap or backhanded acknowledgement. Amazon, with, with, with all of their problems trying to protect the earth. Whenever Jeff Bezos has created Blue Origin, the idea of going out of space, you, you, you see what I'm saying? This was another crazy thing that happened this week. This, no, this comes from World Net Daily. They put this up February 17th. It says Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos announced Monday a $10, billion to tackle, a $10 billion plan to tackle what he says is the most important threat facing human beings, man-made global warming. Let's take a listen
1: you got to see what Jeff Bezos just posted to Instagram. The world's richest man is committing $10 billion to help save the planet. $10 billion. Saying, quote, Earth is the one thing we have in common. Let's protect it together. He plans to use the money to fund scientists, activists, and nonprofits that help pers- uh, preserve and protect the natural world. Now, Bezos is worth an estimated $130 billion and has put some of that fortune towards supporting childhood education and affordable housing housing. Last year, his ex-wife Mackenzie signed the giving pledge, uh, promising to give away half of her wealth during her lifetime. So far, Bezos has yet to commit to the pledge. 14 billionaires have agreed, including Warren Buffett, Bill and Melinda Gates. Um, Is this a PR stunt? Because people are really going after Bezos for not paying taxes and not being philanthropic, and do we care? Right. it's like, it's who cares? It's, he's damned if he does, right. or so damned totally. if he doesn't, because the moment that you give away $10 billion, got to see what Jeff Bezos just posted to Instagram. The world's rich.
0: Interesting. But you get what's going on. The idea is to pose as the world's saviors, pose as the ones who are helping save and reclaim the earth while simultaneously like poisoning and destroying it. Bill and Melinda Gaze, Jeff Bezos, like all these, all the cool people, you know, all the usual suspects. It's all the usual suspects who are down with helping people, right? Can't you tell? But you, but you get what I'm saying here. Let me get back into this article. It says Bezos is pressing forward with what he dubbed the Bezos Earth Fund, an initiative he hopes will spur investments to find climate solutions. His statement came as Amazon workers continue to threaten a mass walkout over the company's uh, supposed lack of climate action. Climate change is the biggest threat to our planet, the billionaire wrote in a statement, quote, we can save Earth. It's going to take collective action for big companies, small companies, nation states, global organizations, and individuals. Bezos noted that he is providing a, quote, a $10 billion infusion of cash to kick off the initiative. Quote, Earth is the one thing we all have in common. Let's protect it together. He added. Because that's the plan. Pose as the world saviors. Pose as the people who can help solve this mess. Shucks. However, will we get out of this? Who will save us? Who? This world that's going to crap. And there's no way out of it. It's just, gosh. Climate change, the world's going to end in 12 years. Who will save us? Jeff Bezos will save us. Jeff. Jeff. And while Jeff Bezos is trying to save us, SpaceX will launch humans to space for the first time. Remember just last week I told you guys that they're setting up space. And I just think it's crazy that we see this much space development taking place. Because it has to happen faster. You see, as this is again more of that, that musical of mayhem. That mayhem musical. Oh, there's some chaos happening? Well, let's give you guys what you think is your solution. Oh, locust plagues are being released? Okay, well, hey, did you want to go to space? Oh, China's got coronavirus. Hey, guess what? Jeff Bezos is saving the planet. Hey. So this is how it works. Don't pay attention to what the hands are doing. Just follow along with the show. Let me get into this article. It says, well, it all comes down to this, doesn't it? NASA has given SpaceX the thumbs up to become the first company in its commercial crew program to send humans into space. The race between SpaceX and Boeing, which had hoped its Starliner spacecraft would be the first to send humans to space from American soil in roughly a decade, is nearing its end. The launch, which won't take place for another couple of months, will be the culmination of an incredible amount of work on the part of SpaceX, which has seen its fair share of setbacks along the way. The mission will see a pair of NASA astronauts, Doe Hurley and Bob Benken, travel from Earth to the International Space Station. Being able to send U.S. astronauts to the space station without relying on seats aboard Russian rockets has been a major goal for NASA. It had hired both Boeing and SpaceX to come up with crewed spacecraft capable of filling that need. Earlier on, most, analysis, or most analysts assumed Boeing would be the first to get the all-clear from NASA to send humans to space. However, as months passed, it became clear that SpaceX was hitting its milestones more rapidly than its competitor. It was all going so well for SpaceX until it didn't. It says in in April of 2019, a a static test of the Crew Dragon resulted in an explosion and a total loss of the vehicle. An investigation was launched, and NASA noted that there would be significant delays as a result. This seemed to open the door for Boeing to take the lead, but the company's Starliner spacecraft ran into its own laundry list of problems and recently had to abort an unmanned trip to the space station after a glitch caused the ship to burn too much fuel early on. Now, with, the 20, with 2020 well underway and NASA desperate for a vehicle to send astronauts into space, it seems SpaceX will cross the finish line first. The launch... Which is, expected, which is currently expected to take place in early May, will be one for the record books. And this comes on the heels of announcing the Space Force, announcing the breakaway civilization. So it's like, as you see China over here, just like throwing bodies into the incinerator, just like, yo, hurry up and get that thing in there. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are like, all right, it's time to get up. It's time to get on. It's time to go. Another thing that took place as well this week is uh, one of their, one of Elon Musk's Boring tum- Tunnel companies finished its hole, and so now you have the deep underground military bases becoming standardized, the military industrial complex being standardized, all these things going on. So why are we talking about elite extraterrestrials? Why are these things going on? Because what we're seeing take place is the setup for the alien agenda. The, extra, the extraterrestrial agenda, right? Check this out right here. You, this, this is another thing that popped up this week. A Harvard professor looking at regular fast radio bursts from space and saying that it's aliens. The elite extraterrestrial concept is the fact that they are turning themselves into extraterrestrials, not only for the fact that they're disconnected from reality, that they, they have no idea how to connect with the common man, but so much so that they want to take themselves even farther than that. Not only are they the 1% of humanity cut off from like the regular world, but they literally want to take themselves off. So yes, as all these crazy things are unfolding, you're going to see even more wild things take place. Because that's the plan. And that's the chaos. And that's how this goes. This is why all we have is one another. All we can do... Stay vigilant in the face of all this adversity and try to come out on top. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Criminalizing Dissent, The Coronavirus Chokehold, and Elite Extraterrestrials. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I really have for you guys and gals. I know. These episodes are getting kind of loud, they're getting kind of long, and they're getting kind of intense. It's not me. I'm just covering the news. Trying to shoot you guys straight the best way I can. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I really have for you guys and gals. If you want to support this operation, think about joining our Patreon Exclusive Members program. That link will be in the description bar below. Other than that, I'll catch you guys next week. Or if you want to tune in live next Tuesday, I'll be there. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise era Freedom Faction, out.